1: Radio presents
2: Hello, Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio. And tonight, we have a very special guest on the show. We have Goose, who is a Twitch streamer. She is an incredible uh, Destiny player, a Warlock main, part of a very awesome stream team, a Last Rights Gaming. And we're going to put her on the hot seat tonight for our discussion with the Guardians. But before we do, I want to welcome my co-host, shadow price what's good hey what's going on uh you know it's just uh, it's been a great it's been a
1: good pretty good week uh it's actually cooled down here and uh it's not so hot so i can actually go outside and act- I actually got to wear pants the other day so that was exciting too um but uh yeah i mean there's some cool stuff that we're gonna talk about tonight you know when it comes to destiny and everything and uh i'm really uh Happy to be here, as always, so
2: yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, we have we have some interesting things to talk about. You're absolutely right, but you talked about it being kind of warm, and it's funny because I'm in Florida, and I realized we're like in dead summer. It's August now, and I'm still oh, waiting yeah. for <laughs> things to really heat up because I expected worse like. I don't know. It's it's really not that bad. But I did notice one thing. My dog does not want to go on long walks. Like, he'll go take a poop, do his business, and then he's going to want to go right back home. And in the past, he would just want to, you know, kind of go and explore and sniff around and be outside now. He's going back inside because he knows it's nice and cool in the house
1: oh yeah it's probably super muggy there right now like would it be in august like you know i mean it gets really hot down there you you should know that <laughs> by now
2: but yeah but it's it's you know it's not as bad as i thought it would be i'm not gonna lie i expected worse but you know we'll see it's august i haven't been through a hurricane yet we were expecting a category six last week apparently didn't happen yeah and missed you guys yeah so it it, it missed us but uh, yeah, we have, we have a lot of cool things to talk about tonight. If you're a PlayStation gamer, then you're definitely going to be excited, maybe, about some of the things that we'll be talking about tonight. Possibly. And uh, we also have Solstice of Heroes. We have a new trailer that just came out today showing us all the awesome stuff that we'll be chasing in the next few weeks during Solstice of Heroes. And we're going to talk about all of that. But before we do, I want to welcome a very special guest on the show. She is, as I said, a Warlock main, part of a very awesome group of uh, streamers, Last rites Gaming. And also, she plays a ton of Destiny, and we welcome her on the show. So, Goose, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us tonight.
0: Not a problem. Super happy to be here.
2: We're super excited to have you on, and we're going to learn much more about you during our (laughs) discussion with the Guardians. So I hope you're ready. I'm ready. All right, well, let's get started. So the first question we have for you is kind of similar to what we ask everyone, really. And how Mm -hmm. did you get started in Destiny?
0: Woof. Um. So, uh, I joined rather late compared to a lot of people that I've gamed with. Um. So I actually picked up Destiny. Um. I think in uh, November of 2015. So right after. Um, uh, what is it? Um, King, King. 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 There we go. I kept wanting to say King's Fall. I was like, No, that's the raid. Try again. <laughs> um, that I got it raid right after that. So I didn't realize. You know that. I was beginning to play Destiny in the golden age of Destiny, at least in my opinion. Um, It was just, you know, I I actually picked it up and it wasn't even the first game I played because I bought it with my PlayStation and I also bought Fallout 4. And I played through Fallout 4 twice before I actually touched Destiny because I had never played a, a shooter game before that. You know, I'd played here and there like some Call of Duty, wasn't good at it. I'd played some Modern Warfare, terrible at it. So the idea of picking up a shooter was kind of terrifying, but at the time I was in a long distance relationship and he played a ton of destiny. So it was kind of just this way of like, okay, I can't see this person. So how can we still hang out and how can we still be together even though we're not? So that's sort of why I started playing destiny just to kind of have this excuse to hang out with this person that I miss. Um, And then, you know, that didn't work out, but I kept going back to destiny and I couldn't figure out why I just, you know, I wasn't good at it. <laughs> I, you know, it was this thing that I'd never really seen before. But, you know, I love anything that has to do with like magic and aliens, all about that. So Destiny had all of it. And it just had this world that like, you know, I I typically with a game, I don't go into the lore. Granted, there's not any game out there that I can think of that has lore like Destiny does. But, I, you know, to seek that stuff out on my own is not something I normally do for a video game much less anything else. So to, to read the book of sorrows, that's the, the lore from, um, the, the hive, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's called the book of sorrows. Yeah. Yeah. I, to, I was, I, I remember I was at work, you know, and I was like, so obsessed. I was like, I have to finish this. I know I'm working on a project, but I have to finish reading it. Just this, like this want and this need to learn more. So I think what initially got me into destiny to answer your question was just, you know, it, it was just by happenstance. You know, it was I it was just a game that a boyfriend at the time was playing and I just wanted something else to do, you know, but now it's one of those things where it's like, oh, my God, what if that wouldn't have happened? What would I be doing right now? You mean I wouldn't be playing video games right now? What? That's to me, that's crazy to be doing anything else other than playing video games, mainly even Destiny. Just, you know, I don't I don't know what I would be doing right now. And that's kind of crazy, but also kind of cool in a way. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it just it kind of sucks you in a little. You know, mm-hmm. like, the more, <clears throat> the thing that drew me to it was, you know, the, the world, the music, and the loot. Oh, like, there
0: you go. Yeah.
1: You know, the loot, What that's what really got me, like, really excited for it. Like, playing Vanilla Destiny, like, when we first started, me and Corn, it was just, it was like nothing we had ever played before. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there was Borderlands before that, but the loot wasn't special like it was in Destiny.
0: Yeah. You know. And I know this is kind of. Unrelated, but can I ask you guys what your favorite weapon was from Destiny 1? I'm sure you've answered it before, oh, but I'm just curious.
2: I, that's very easy for me. It's uh Vision of Confluence for sure. Because that was the really? first that was the first raid weapon that I got from the game and honestly, I'm a creature of habit, so when I get a weapon that mm. I really like, guess what? I stick with it until they nerf it or mm-hmm. something happens. That's why sunsetting is a really tough thing for me but um Ooh, yeah yeah i so vision of confluence for sure what about you shadow price i'm gonna let you guess mine goose
1: what do you think it is
0: Ooh, uh oh god are we talking legendary or exotic because if it's, it's a legendary a, i have no idea
1: it's a legendary oh,
0: shit. oh wait can i guess what type of gun it is yeah um uh was it a shotgun nope shit was a it
2: a i know what it is not a i know what it is oh
0: shit i have no idea i'm gonna go through all of them i'm gonna get them wrong as long as it wasn't a sidearm
1: <laughs> no no it wasn't okay, a then side
0: it's
1: an auto it's an auto rifle
0: oh and, and it, it wasn't was, an-
1: it was right in the beginning of the game and then they brought it back in the april update let me ask you this is uh, it in the name it's in the name yep
0: nope i got nothing <laughs>
1: It's Shadow Price. That, oh sh- Shadow Price. That's my that's my favorite gun.
0: Oh, it's your. Oh my god! I'm <laughs> so so that's how He got his name. <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay, that makes so much sense. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, so and it's funny because yeah, I'll keep going.
2: I was going to say that Shadow's favorite weapon is uh, a bringer, but I, I was wrong. I
1: mean, mm-hmm. it's up there. It's up there, and so is the Devil. You know, both of them are like tops but shadow price was my favorite something is so simple looking as that you know it's an auto rifle yeah. basic like you know slow firing auto rifle but it was my first legendary i took oh. that in the glass when i first you know went in there and it was just you know i kind of just had a connection with that weapon so that makes sense yeah
0: well, I will I will answer because that's why I brought it up because I love talking about my baby. So I dream and I miss my um, Saladin's Vigil. Ooh. I was a fusion rifle player.
3: Okay.
0: Oh. And the very first drop of it that I got was a god roll. Did not know that at the time because when I had started playing, oh, God, what was it? It was like um, because it was with the SIVA stuff, and it was like Prison of Elders, but it was just, um, what, oh, it was,
1: it, uh, what was it called? The Archons Forge,
0: yeah, the Forge, yeah, yeah, that. Um, well, different Forge, but yes. Um, yeah. and the very first time I got one, I get by that. That that time, I didn't care about like God rolls or anything. I if it, if it felt nice, I played with that sort of thing. Um, and it wasn't until later that I was like when i was just absolutely demolishing sniping people from all the way across the map that i was like hey i think this thing is like actually really good and then i made fusion for the rest of destiny one and i tried really hard to fusion in destiny two and it just it doesn't feel the same and i mean erintel had it for a little bit it kind of scratched that itch for me but now it doesn't so that makes me very sad but
1: yeah did you like Petorian foil at all that that's i
0: don't i don't, with that one I think I was married to my Saladins. you know I just I, <laughs> I don't think I ever took it off it's like yeah. your favorite thing to use. well that's cool so yeah what, sorry what a little
2: sidetracked what was your favorite exotic weapon in Destiny?
0: Hawkmoon easy oh. I'm so excited for it to come back that thing hit like a tractor you know just yeah, absolutely it, slammed into people you get one so- shot
1: somebody if all the bullets like exactly
0: you know, great timed I think I just liked the sound of it. It felt, it felt. I know you're not physically holding them, but it felt nice to hold. If that makes sense, like it just felt like a sturdy no, weapon. Weight.
1: It had a weight. Yeah, to it,
0: it did. It had a weight to yeah. it.
1: They got that weapon right. You know, yeah, exactly. Just, everything about that weapon was exotic. So,
0: so I'm, I'm hoping that I know it's coming back totally different, but it, it just to have it again, I think is kind of even if it sucks, you know, just to play with it a little bit would be kind of cool. Yeah.
2: See, my my favorite exotic, I would have to say Icebreaker. There was something really oh. special
0: about Icebreaker. And before
2: the Nerf, before the Vanilla Nerf, like the original Icebreaker in its amazing form, I think for me that was probably the best weapon. Playing on the mm-hmm. Archon's uh, map, on the Archon's strike. Shoot. The Archon Priest, the yeah. Priest, yeah. That was so much fun. Remember being in the far distance, sniping all the knights, that was so much fun yeah. i, I missed that you know that made the game really really special it added a very unique dynamic and i really hope they bring the that the music back. man. the music the yeah. music the, the, the music is so music, good in yeah that was so freaking <laughs> cool yeah yeah do you do you think they're gonna bring um the icebreaker back in the next season
0: oh god i hope not
2: I, can you I imagine
0: what, oh god but can you imagine what that would be like now i mean i feel like it, it's well i guess it's hard for me because i'm the one getting sniped not the one using a sniper um <laughs> but so for me it, it's not that i like i don't know i think anything in 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 the ammo situation that we have right now i think anything that regents ammo like that is dangerous in my opinion
2: okay so here's here's just a thought what if they I'm open. what if they change the weapon for a pvp where it doesn't regen or it's more reasonable with the timing of how it regens would that make it? Better? i mean i
0: could yeah I, yeah I think i would be open to it but i still think the problem is that It'd be really easy to to camp there. It's I mean, and granted, with snipers, that's easy anyway because you're meant to be at a long range. But I think it would encourage you know doing nothing for the first, you know, thirty seconds of a match, and just waiting for to get a bunch of sniper ammo. I mean, I I don't really know because I guess you know I'm thinking in in trials in the sense of trials, but I haven't played actual trials in a while. Like remember when Scories was out? Because that's all I think of is just you know you know just camping in the back and waiting
1: getting your super earthquake. yeah exactly yeah granted
0: i feel like scories is more dangerous than icebreaker in this sense but you know what I mean. the same sort of idea is there
2: see so, I, I think it's yeah. really interesting because you are against the icebreaker coming back for different reasons that i am for the icebreaker coming back so i think mm-hmm. in pve it can be a lot of fun in pvp it can be pretty destructive and hard to balance to say the least
0: oh yeah yeah i think and if you if they were able to release guns for pve only and or pvp only sort of thing i think that would change a lot but then you know obviously you can't so you can't can do that they, it can they do that off, or
2: is that like, really like doable possible is that something that you both think we'll see in the future
0: i hope not i mean it's because it's kind of nice once you get like your loadouts but i guess to be fair there are people that do pve loadouts versus having a pvp loadout i am not one of those people but i do respect the people that do but it's, here's the thing
1: though you know it's like they've set a precedence like there's always been broken weapons in that's Destiny. true you know there, are it's a power you know i hate using this word because you hear it all the time the power fantasy you know you got like that's why this game will never go competitive because of all the crazy shit you can do in the crucible yeah totally you know, you can take all your nice super like, and...
0: fire blades at people. You know like, that's cool, but yeah. I. But in order to make it cool, it needs to be powerful.
1: And now we'll be able to freeze them in so, the Crucible. One state, system. Which is
0: wild, but yes. So
2: we have a question from Nifty Biscuit Mix. Thank you very much for your question. With the return of Vogue, what weapons or armor should be reworked, and what additions to the raid, such as champions? should be included, if any? That's a great question. Thank you. Mm.
0: Well, I guess I don't have a lot of opinions on the weapons because for me, Vaults of Glass is very tainted. And I, that kind of sucks. But because the first time I played it, it was with a bunch of people who knew what they were doing. So I was the go stand in a corner and kill things person. So that was kind mm. of unfortunate. But, you know, so I don't know the weapons as well as I do with, say, like Taken King because I played that or um king's fall because i played that a bunch of times um but as for additions as long as there's no shield cabal i do not care and granted there shouldn't be because it's vault of glass but Should i swear to god yeah,
2: yeah exactly
0: but i swear to god if they're in if any if there's anything like that but or you know i think it'd be interesting if they started including a mechanic other than the stomp mechanic to a boss you know if they somehow were able to change that up but i don't think they would because it, i mean if all they're doing is taking vog from d1 and putting it in d2 i i doubt they're really gonna change much at least i i guess i don't know but
1: i feel like they'll change some of the encounters you know the yeah, so. they'll they'll probably um <clears throat> i don't know if they're gonna add any more bosses you know because it's just what the templar and uh atheon mm-hmm. really you go down to the gorgon you know they can they can do a different maze for the gorgon. Yeah, I think the Gorgon's um, maze oh be god, that
0: would reworked. screw me up so. Fast. I, and I think no, they will I, actually. Me too. I
2: could totally see yeah. them doing that. Yeah,
1: Damn, jerks. So, um, they could uh, add some more mechanics to either Atheon or um, well, the, yeah, they'll probably be champions. They'll mm-hmm. be they'll be champion um, enemies. And as far as the weapons go, um, see, I i
2: don't know if you mess with the weapons
1: too much i got one
2: two words you know it's like two words what? vex mythoclast well yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's that's gotta come back that's gotta be back. Not but it. not only that they're gonna have to balance it with the sandbox because we know what happened when they first released the vex class. it was broken in pvp it was really really broken
1: I want that to happen again though. Cause that would be awesome. Cause that's how it was in, you know, D one, you know, let it come back all the way. If you're going to bring it back, bring it back all
2: the way, bring it I mean, back. Come and on, you, it. You know yeah. gonna it's yeah. going to come back. It's going to come back for about two to three weeks. And then you're not going to yeah. get the gun until two, three months after that, because you're. Already- oh yeah. That's what, cause that's what happened
1: for me. That's right. I didn't get yeah, it. For it's random. Two months. Yeah. I mean, I, I would like all that back. You know, I would like, you know, the Vex, Mythic Glass. I want all the, you know, the, the Fatebringer, the Vision, all those, you know. I, I mean, I don't know how you don't bring those back. If you bring back Vogue and you don't bring back them weapons, then I'm sorry. That's just. Oh,
2: I'm sorry, it, you're wrong. Yeah, Yeah, you're wrong. No, exactly. they will. They will. Now, here's the big question. Is Gallerhorn coming back? Uh, That I I can see never
0: coming back. I I think I would agree with that. I I don't know if it'll come back. And I think I'd be okay if it didn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd be sad about it. But I think it's one of those things where, you know, I think we look back on D1 with so much nostalgia, and now they're bringing back so much stuff that I feel like they need to leave some things behind, just simply because, you know, and I'll be honest, I didn't ever even use Gjallarhorn that much because I wasn't around when it was, so overpowered I you know I was in the game when it was it was still good it was still a you know it was
1: weakened. yeah
0: yeah so it was like you know I was never in that oh my god I got a gala horn drop I mean I was excited when I got it but it was still it you know it didn't have that same thing to it but I I think you should leave that excitement somewhere because what if you bring it back and it's not great and then you're just going to ruin something that everyone thought so fondly of so I think sometimes it's you know it's better if you leave things kind of just leave just leave them there just let us love them and think about them but you don't have to you don't have to bring it back sort of thing
1: i do want venus back though yeah as a planet mm, that,
0: was,
1: that was my favorite
2: that was my favorite destination i want omnibus back and i want grasp of malik back
0: oh my god i love that was my gun i loved grasp oh my god
1: yeah so that was so fun far the farm for it just killing her oh, yeah. over over again
0: i thought we got Omnible <laughs> back
1: Oh we are. Well, we're getting the Will Crow to Strike yeah, back Luke in Cruden.
0: um on the uh, I see. What yeah. didn't we do something with Omnical? Wasn't that in one of the like story oh, missions or something? That's a
1: nightmare hunt, I believe.
0: Oh, that's right. I was like, why do I remember us like actually killing her again? It's like we, yeah,
1: um, we, get, right. the we same, got but, it a nightmare hunt in the game right now. But yeah, we're we're getting the Will Crow to strike back in uh Beyond Life.
0: Pretty exciting. Know, so. That's gonna yeah. be really exciting.
2: So when we go to the Cosmodrome, can we go and farm in the Skywatch is that going to be a thing?
1: Probably not. I mean, it depends on what they they said we are not going to have the D one parody like until like uh season thirteen, like for the cosmonaut to come back for you know like how it was in all of d one yeah it's, it's, um, it's so we'll probably time. just have can take time yeah we'll just have like the steps we'll have probably parts of the Skywatch and the forgotten shore and things like that but mm-hmm. probably won't have ton uh, all of the areas at first
2: yeah so goose which is understand let's let's yes. segue a little bit let's talk about you
0: okay it's friday night okay i love it's that. friday night mm-hmm.
2: work is over what is your yes. favorite thing to do and just relax and kick back
0: Oh man. See, it's silly because my first, you know, in my head, it's like, okay, what's the answer to this question? And the answer is video games. Um, which is, I think that's, I think that's fair for most of us is that's, you know, I want to, when I'm done with work and when I'm staring at a computer screen, what I would like to do after that is then continue to stare at a computer screen. (laughs) Um, but, you know, I think it's it, it, that is sort of my my relax, because, you know, when you're working, it's sort of even if you're not meaning to be tense, you just kind of are, you know, there's always something going on, or, you know, you're always waiting for a call or an email or something. But then after that, it's like, your choices kind of open up. So if it's nice out, I you know, in the summer, I really do like to go outside, I really like to walk um, and listen to music. Um, but otherwise, you know, If it's not nice or if I'm feeling lazy, the other best option is to play video games. And I I think I prefer, especially with quarantine, I really prefer right now to be playing with other people just because, you know, it's so isolating just being because I'm in an apartment by myself. So it's like you know, I don't have my family here. I mean, I could go visit them. But you know, you don't have that constant human interaction at any given point. So I really like just, you know, hopping in a discord and just hanging out with people and playing video games. And honestly, at this point, you know, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft too. just all these games where it's like, I don't necessarily, you know, it's not my favorite game in the world. But oh, these people are playing it, I'm gonna play it. And the same with destiny. You know, it's like, oh, you guys need someone for a raid? Oh, okay, I'll come. Oh, you need someone for Gambit? I don't even like Gambit, but I'll come play. You know, just the sort of like wanting to, to kind of be with, with the community is sort of what, what I would choose to do.
1: Yeah, that's how it was for us back in like mm-hmm. April and May. Me oh, and Corey, yeah. we went back and played D1 oh, with friends nice. on PlayStation
3: uh-huh.
1: for like a month and a half because you know, we were yeah, again socially isolated mm-hmm. and just, you know, trying to find some kind of entertainment you know,
0: exactly.
1: like fight the boredom. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: And I'm a huge introvert, so I assumed when I heard about quarantine was happening, I was like, ah, sweet, I don't have to, like, interact with people. And then it's like, oh, crap, but, like, I still do kind of miss people. What's this? It was was very strange.
2: Yeah, you want some interaction with people, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. not all the time, but sometimes you want to be around others. And, yeah, I can very much relate to that. Like, we're in Florida, so I'm pretty isolated and uh it's pretty much me and my dog which is great it's awesome but yeah i think video games is an amazing escape to Mm -hmm. be able to connect with friends and to socialize with people in a way that you never could before through Mm -hmm. the art of video games and it's it's amazing how destiny really brings people together whether it be A long distance relationship whether it be friends that just move apart you know and i hear stories like this all the time how destiny becomes that platform and that avenue for keeping in contact with the people that you care about and i think especially today during a time with covid being such a big reality in the world um It's great to have Destiny as a hobby and as something that we can do together. And not too many Mm -hmm. games bring people together in such a way. Like, you can make the argument that you have your Call of Duty games, but like, even if you think about Call of Duty, Call of Duty is not very much a cooperative game. It is, well, not necessarily. I mean, you can play Team Deathmatch, like, that's kind of cooperative, but at the same time, I think it's less immersive than destiny.
0: Like Destiny. Yeah. You're you're constantly building this narrative together in Destiny. Whereas in Call of Duty it's or even, you know, even with Fortnite or any battle royale or really any other game. Yeah. Like you're you're not building this narrative. It's just you're you're playing a game to win a round and then you're done, sort of thing. And then you just rinse and repeat and keep doing that. Whereas with Destiny, it's just this, you know, even if you're all you're doing is grinding gambit over and over, it's still you know, it, it's still part of a bigger story, which is really cool
3: So, goose,
2: I noticed something while yes. I was preparing the show notes for our episode, and you mm-hmm. have a really interesting Instagram account. Can you tell <laughs> us a little bit more about it?
0: I can. so i so I love food first and foremost. I I love food. So I have always been the kind of person to whenever I am about to have something, you know, whatever it is, even if you know, if it's something I made, or if it's at a restaurant, or whatever, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a picture of it. And I don't know why I'm like this. And I because it feels toxic sometimes, Where it's like, no, don't touch your food yet, I need to take a picture of it, like at family gatherings, for Christ's sake. But It's still, it's just one of those things that I've always done. I have, I've heard the saying, um, phone eats first. So I very much abide by that. So the phone always gets a picture before I get to eat anything. But I I figured that it's like, hmm, this is not very constructive of my time. So I decided I would make a food Instagram. So that way I could, you know, I I now have an excuse for when I am taking pictures of my food because then I can just say, oh, don't worry. And, you know, I'm just doing this for Instagram. When in reality, I'm just putting it on my camera roll. And if I post it, I post it. But if I don't that it's just in my camera roll. <laughs> so it's, you know, I, I don't know, I I just love food. I, I think it's one of those things is, you know, Instagram, you fall into like three categories, right? There's the modeling side of Instagram, there's the pet side of Instagram, and then there's the food side of Instagram. And I, I don't know, I, I think it's just one of those things that I just I don't know. I, I really like it. I really like doing it. Um, but like I said, it also gives me an excuse to to take pictures of food. <laughs> but then I get to go to like cool restaurants, too, because it's like, oh, I saw a picture of that. I really want to try that. And so it's it's kind of cool in, in COVID because now it's like there's all these restaurants that I've wanted to try. But I've always given myself an excuse to like not do it. But now it's like, oh, you know, I'm supporting a local business, you know, so it it makes it OK. Sort of sort of thing but yeah that's that's really all it is it's for fun you know some people use Instagram as a way to get free food or free things or whatever I don't care about that it's just like uh you know I'm gonna be taking these pictures anyway I might as well put a filter on them and put them on the internet somewhere and that's and to make people jealous that's really the be all end all is to make people jealous of it which is what I do to my chat all the time whenever I eat something new and cool I'll post a picture in discord or something and then everyone's like why would you do this to me it's like I'm sorry you know I I had to it's like hey, a you're lot. not
1: the only one who does that i, <laughs> I, I do it too I, i'm always taking pictures of my food like everywhere i go and I, I got a really cool meal like last week i had a stuffed stuffed haddock um, mm. and it was stuffed with like crab cakes basically like the what? the mixture of crab cakes and it was really really good <laughs> I took a picture of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You Sometimes it's it's an art sometimes, you know, that like, sometimes a chef, you can tell that they put a lot of effort into it. It's like, I don't want to just ruin it. You know, I want to like, I want to save this for even just a little bit and look at it again or show it to other people. And it's just, I don't know, it's like addicting. It's almost as addicting as eating the food. I don't know. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think that uh, I'm I'm very much the same way. I take pictures. Every time I eat something that looks cool. And lately, I've been cooking meals that essentially get delivered in the form of a meal kit. Um, and yeah. they've been sending me all of these meals with recipes and instructions how to do it. And I've been cooking some like pretty amazing things. And I would take a picture that you wouldn't have done on your own. Yeah. The only thing that sucks is my friends are starting to kind of hate me because. Getting pictures of what I'm cooking today every day gets kind of old at some point <laughs> after a while. And I'm just excited because it's like I went from doing, you know, cooking microwave meals, you know, like stouffers mm-hmm. to actually making like gourmet meals. And that's kind of exciting. Look
0: at guys, I'm the garlic. Look at me go. Yeah. It's very exciting.
2: Mm-hmm. Like tonight, after the podcast, I'm going to be making teriyaki pineapple burgers like what
3: What? that oh, sounds man.
2: amazing yeah I mean
1: and you get these recipes just like corn you you have the recipe basically after you make them because you have the cards they send you with the recipes on mm-hmm. it so you can always make those meals again when you go to the store but, uh... so Goose on the topic of
2: food what is mm-hmm. your favorite food and why uh
0: See, that's really hard because I don't know. I love food. Wait, actually, no, I have an answer to that. And it is donuts. I love, (laughs) I love donuts. See, Ober gets it. I love donuts. Um, And I don't know why. Like, it's, I I don't know what it is about these little circles of love, but I want them all in my mouth because they are delicious. Um, But I think if I had to pick like an actual, like a food food, I would say probably any kind of pasta. So there you go. Carbs. That's my favorite kind of food. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so interesting thing and i don't know why <laughs> we have this incredible donut place right next to my house and it's like a mom and pop place and oh, man i swear it's it's like better than krispy kreme and krispy kreme <gasps> is amazing but uh, the first time that i went there i bought one donut i ate it mm-hmm. and then i bought a dozen and I ate that. I, that was pretty much my lunch and dinner for the next, like, two days. But uh, Oh, my God. I ate it. It was great. It was what amazing. It? And um I realized very quickly that I need to cut down on my donut consumption because it's not very good. <laughs> you know, it almost took me back to freshman 15 in college, okay? You don't mm-hmm. like that. So... <laughs> anyways amazing donuts but um if you're ever in florida i have a really really great spot here
0: we'll tell the audience so they know
2: it's called baking donut plus in winter haven florida so if you're traveling and if you're ever in the area make sure to check it out
0: we love a good local business yeah absolutely Especially in a hurricane. <laughs>
2: Especially during a hurricane or COVID or both. Maybe True. a combination yes. of both sometimes. <laughs> so Goose, what is the coolest and what is the weirdest thing that you've tried?
0: Ooh, um, for for I guess weirdest maybe. Um I've had swordfish that was pretty good. Um, I was in Hawaii for a little bit way back when I was in high school and I got to go to a luau and that was one of the things And I don't, I'm not a fish person. At least I wasn't back then, you know, like anything fish related, I didn't want it. So why was I going to Hawaii? You ask very good question. But so, I, but I saw it and I was like, who gets to try swordfish in their life? Like, that's not a thing that is just at a normal restaurant. So I tried it and it. I honestly don't remember if it was good or not. I assume because I ate it and I don't remember it being bad that it must have been good. But that was weird. And I've also had eel, but I think that's more common than I assume that it is. But I've had it with sushi and that was eel
1: avocado. Oh,
0: it's it's <laughs> such a weird thing because you're assuming it's gonna be slimy, but then it's like tough. I it was the it was weird. I I don't know if I'd get it again. It's not bad, but I'm you know, I'm kind of weird but coolest. Oh God. I don't know. Um, there's a, well, back to donuts. There's a, a local bakery near where my parents lived where they did monster sized donuts. I'm talking like, I don't know, a diameter of like a foot, maybe Oh man, like massive donuts. So I think that was probably the coolest because getting all the pictures of like holding it up in front of your face. And like, that was, what I say was the best donut I've ever had. I mean, the frosting on top of it was really good, but the donut, I mean, it's kind of hard to fry something that big, so it was okay, but it was just, I think the experience of it was was the coolest part, and it was a donut, so it was great.
2: Now you make me <laughs> want donuts, and the place closes at Sorry? eight. Sorry. Oh, it's okay, tomorrow. Sorry, you tomorrow. You know oh, what? Tomorrow. They open up at like four in the morning, and I'm not waking up <laughs> at four in the morning for donuts or for anything, I but
3: uh, <laughs> they open
2: up pretty <laughs> early. Uh <laughs> and i'm definitely getting some donuts tomorrow so watch out for twitter i will be tweeting donuts tomorrow you heard it here first so on a little bit of a different topic you recently Mm -hmm. went on a little show called guardian royale Mm -hmm. and do you want to tell us a little bit about that experience
0: yeah, um, so anyone not familiar with Guardian Royale, it's this really cool thing that James and Addie have sort of set up where they um it's part one of a two-part sort of stream series group thing. Um and the first the first episode is on a Saturday. And what they do is they invite on a couple of, of people in the Destiny community. I think when I was on it, there were six or seven. So that's about the average amount. Um and the concept is sort of like, you know, you you get to know these smaller streamers or, or some even bigger streamers in the in the Destiny community. And you sort of get to know them and then see how they how they're interacting with each other and get to like ask them questions and stuff like that. Um, and I think it was really I think for me, it was really interesting. You know, I'd never been on something like that before, you know, and this, you know, I I guess that was my first podcast. This my second podcast, I'm very blessed, but it was you know, it it, it was, it was interesting, because like I said, I'd never been a part of anything like that before. And I think my favorite part about it was actually just getting to talk to the the other streamers that were there, because they put you in one room, and then they vote to bring you into the mainstream room. But you know, there's all that downtime between bringing people in and out of different rooms. So when when you're just able to kind of, you know, you're still on camera, the chat can still technically see you, but they can't hear you. So just to kind of you know lay back with these streamers that you know i i was i only had kind of been familiar with two of the other streamers that were there so to be able to talk to them and sort of you know see this other side of the destiny community because sometimes you think you know oh you know i know everybody in the destiny community and then you go on something like this and you're like i do not know everybody in the destiny community you know so it it was really cool cuz then you start to see different sides of of it and you know you get to follow those people on twitter and then you find more people that are friends with them, you get to go into their streams, you get to go hang out with them. So I think that to me was, I think the best part was, it, I mean, you know, it was fun to be in the big groups when you're on stream and have people ask you questions and all that stuff. But I think my, my honest favorite part was when it was kind of, you know, when it was just kind of us hanging out in the rooms. Cause it, you know, I think people are more relaxed in that sense and I'm relaxed now, but like I think in, in that situation, in that podcast, it's a little different. Cause you're, you're almost competing with everyone else. So when you're on, you know, you're you're trying to not fight, but you're trying to get people to vote for you. So you want to be seen in a certain way, whereas, you know, when you when the lights were off and you were in your own little room with the other streamers, it, you know, you just relaxed, And that's that's when people are their best anyway, is when they're relaxed, because then you can just you can just hang out like we we showed each other our pets, you know, and we started telling each other jokes. And so it was, I think to be able to hang out with people that I wouldn't normally hang out with I think was, was really cool. And if anyone gets the chance to do it, I think, you know, watch it a couple of times, you know, cause you know, it's not for everybody. Cause we were talking about this a little bit before the stream had started. Um, but you know, you're on camera the whole time. And for me, you know, I, I stream for about, you know, about three hours and you know, to be, that's a little different because you're in your element right in your own stream. Whereas in someone else's stream, and you're kind of competing with others, it's really hard to be on camera for that long, because you have to be on, you know, people are looking at you the whole time, you have to, you know, be smiling and be pleasant. Whereas I'll be honest, I have a really bad resting bitch face. I mean, it's, it just (laughs) happens, it just comes out. So it's really, you know, it's almost harder just to be like, not fake a smile, but to, you know, try to be pleasant. That sounds so terrible. But you know you you want to come off as your best self so i think that was the hardest part was being on camera but you know it but like i said it i think it was worth it you know all of that just because i got to meet so many really cool people that i wouldn't have met otherwise so i think that was really neat definitely
2: and when is it on it's saturdays
0: Saturdays. yep yep. and i think on saturdays it starts at oh god it's been a couple weeks um Six no five o'clock central maybe so six o'clock eastern don't quote me on that at all <laughs> it's it's been it's around it's in the evening um, uh, any north american time um, we'll I can't quite remember maybe not. yeah there you go and
2: we will put it in our show notes for the episode
0: there
2: you
1: go yeah because instead of you having you like explain it completely I just watch it sometime you know just because. Yeah, it almost sounds like a battle royale, but it in, yeah, but, but
0: yeah, because what they do is they'll have chat vote on because, you, you know, everyone gives a little intro about who they are. And then mm-hmm. they'll put a straw poll up in chat and just say, hey, who do you want to learn more about? And then they'll drag that person over and ask them some questions. Interesting. It's definitely different. It's way it's different. Original. Yes. Written. Guardian
2: Royale goes live at 6 p.m. Eastern time
0: on saturdays Saturdays. and and sundays what about i'm not sure if it's the same on sundays or because i think it's called something else it's It's guardian night warm-up at 6 p.m
2: eastern on saturdays and then on sundays 6 p.m eastern we have the guardian royale okay cool Hmm.
3: so there there we go
2: and you can check that out at twitch.tv forward slash james work
3: okay very neat
2: okay and there you have it nice so the next question we have for you is Mm -hmm. uh what is your favorite game of all
3: time and why
0: oh man um this is probably a cop out, um, but I would say either Fallout 4 or Skyrim, because I think for me, you know, I, that's actually how I got started streaming was through Fallout 4. Because my I lived at my parents' house when I started streaming and we live in the middle of nowhere or well lived. And, you know, the, there were trees everywhere. The Internet never really connected. And if two people were on the Internet at the same time, good luck. You know, it it, it wasn't good. So in order to stream, I couldn't do anything that involved like, um, like a, like an internet connection pretty much, you know, so I couldn't do crucible. I couldn't do, um, I, I could barely stream a raid on destiny. So in order to make sure that I could actually stream, I would just play solo games. And so I got really my audience from playing fallout four, because that's, I mean, I, I loved that game. You know, I'd done it so many times that to, to be immersed in this world where, you know, it, endless possibilities pretty much it was great and then when I discovered Skyrim because I'd found Fallout 4 first um, but then when I started playing Skyrim oh my gosh that's just crazy you know like it, it it's just so immersive you can be anything you want I mean granted I'm not a sneak archer which I feel like everyone who plays Skyrim is but you know, just to I, I like magic. Anything with magic in it is just such a great game. so I, I think I really like that about Skyrim. And there are dragons. Like how do you not fall in love with a world like that? Like I think that you know it's I think it's tied for Fallout Four and Skyrim, but it yeah, I couldn't pick. i love I love both of them. and for the same reasons, but one of them you have guns and the other one I have magic. so
2: i I totally agree with you on that. Um, uh, Skyrim is definitely one of my favorite games pretty up there i mean destiny is my favorite game of all time but skyrim is pretty up there in terms of uh games and i'm so excited for the elder scrolls 6 whenever that comes out oh man it's Mm -hmm. gonna be so amazing on the next gen console man
0: well they're like gonna tease us they're like oh hey look at we're making this thing oh but we're not gonna tell you when we're gonna give it to you it's like god don't give me that carrot like don't dangle that in front of me because now i want it
2: i'm gonna make a prediction and i'm gonna say that we're not gonna get that game until at least 2022 2025 2025 stop shut the
3: front
1: door you know why Why? because they said starfield was before elder scrolls 6 and where's starfield no i don't know where is starfield that is their destiny that is bethesda's destiny Uh, and we still don't know what's going on with that game so <laughs> those yeah so they said starfield was first and then elder scrolls 6 was next because the same teams are working on those games mm-hmm. so it's uh they're then they're, they're going to be big games obviously you know elder scrolls that's got to be mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's got to mm-hmm. top skyrim so yeah. um i don't know if you guys notice like if you guys i I know you said you're not an xbox person goose mm-hmm. but um the last xbox showcase they showed this game uh, obsidian uh the developers showed this game called avowed and it had a very skyrim look to it like oh yeah i magic remember that yeah and uh medieval uh style and it looks really really cool um that game i could see that game coming out by 2022 yeah
2: it almost but looked, it will
1: be on game
2: paths so you might be able to play that on pc it, it almost looked like the game was like trying to at the very least draw inspiration from skyrim
3: very very heavily amazing.
2: it looked like the skyrim of today
1: well the good thing is obsidian they're they're no strangers to rpgs they they did fallout new vegas Obsidian.
0: Oh right, right, right.
1: So, and that's some people's favorite Fallout's.
0: True, fallout those games. people are down, But anyway, don't. We'll not go into that. <laughs> yeah, but. But I get it. They they know what they're doing, which is great. And if we right. get it before Sky or the new um, Elder Scrolls, I mean, I'll eat it up. You know, we you need that itch scratched. You know, I'll take it.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you played The Outer Worlds or had a chance to
0: play that I've, at all. I keep wanting to, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. I, I saw it was on sale a while back and I r- really thought about it, but. Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't I, I,
2: I thought about buying it too, but I have Game Pass for the next like three years. Oh, so okay. it's free. And it's free, yeah, it's free on Game Pass. It's Obsidian. Here's, here's the oh, thing though is it, is it going stadium. to ever go away from Game Pass or is it like. Microsoft. Like as long as
1: Microsoft uh, owns Obsidian, then okay. no. Well, that's good. To
2: know. <laughs> You're safe I'm, for a little I'm bit. safe for a while, yeah. so I need to get on that at least before Beyond Light comes out. So we'll we'll get there. Mm-hmm. So Goose, if you could travel oh. anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? And I know we can't travel right now, yeah. but you know, let's pretend.
0: Yes, that question hits very close to home because a week from, like, Friday, I was supposed to be going to Greece. Yes, I was supposed to be going to Greece. So uh, it's actually my birthday on the 24th of August, and I had planned to be in Santorini in an infinity pool with someone bringing me my breakfast. So to cancel, you know, you only turn 25 once, so I was very excited. But, um, so I think it would be Greece if I had to pick just because it's all this like missing out on, on that, you know, you know, but I'm also, I made a promise to myself that I would go to a new country every year. But you know, when I made that promise to myself three years ago, I did not think that there would be a pandemic. So unfortunately I can't do that this year. So I think, you know, Greece would be first answer. Next answer would be literally anywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would pick Japan for me. Oh,
0: I was supposed to be in Japan in July, and here we are not doing yeah. that. Ugh, I hurts. want to go to
1: Japan someday so bad.
0: How tall are you? Huh? Yeah, how tall are you?
1: How tall am I? Yeah. Six foot five.
0: Yikes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people that go there. Honestly, if you're anything above like six one, it's like you're, you're a spectacle then. That'd be super fun. Oh. Good oh well now you know yeah now you good, know, good to know. <laughs> and if you have do you have red hair? Because that's the that's a double whammy.
1: No, no, not red hair. Um <laughs> never no, I'm uh I'm uh I'm 41, so I got a little oh. of the uh I got salt and pepper.
0: <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> you got it work it, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but uh hey, that's the motherland, so the sushi's gotta be good there.
0: So. i love sushi to be able to have it like f- so fresh that it's practically i mean there are some places you can get it where it's still moving but i would pass on that but to get it practically still moving would be crazy
2: yeah yeah i think sushi, and the ramen sushi is my favorite food of all time so yeah i would i would totally go to japan for the sushi and the culture i think japan has like really amazing culture so that's definitely yeah, my and the gaming
1: list. you get some really cool pickups from japan like they have so many gaming shops there
0: that would be pretty cool yeah
2: yeah that would be pretty awesome one day we're going to make this happen one day there you go so one day. goose why do you create content
0: um that's an interesting question um because i think uh, it it started with um a friend of mine, uh, some people know Polar Bear, so she's a really good friend of mine. And she had started streaming way before I even kind of really knew what Twitch was. You know, it all I had heard of was um Twitch plays Pokemon, which is a throwback. That was a that was the only time I'd ever heard of Twitch before. And then, you know, a couple years ago, I think in maybe twenty sixteen ish, she was like, Hey, I'm gonna start streaming and I you know, on Twitch. So it was me and five other people just watching this random person just <laughs> play video games. So I'd never even seen it before. But, you know, I made friends with all of them. You know, it was like, oh, every time she streams, these people are going to be there. And I like hanging out with them. But she lives in the UK. So when I would get home from work and or school or whatever it was, um, I would be like, wow, I really like miss these people. But they're not like congregated anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when when someone is streaming, they're all in one place. So it's like, I, I really want to hang out with these people again. So that's kind of why I started streaming was I, I really missed the the community. Um, it, you know, I just, I just wanted to hang out with my friends. Um, and then what happened was, you know, just, you know, random people would stop by and because everyone in the chat was already friends with each other, you know, it's really easy to, you know, indoctrinate this new person because it's like, oh, we're all already friends. Like, you, you know, just come join us, come hang out. So that's, that's really how it started. And because I played only solo games, you know, when I was playing Fallout four on my own, I would come to a revelation about a story quest or something. And I'd be like, screaming, because I'd be so excited. But it's like, Oh, but I'm in my room by myself, no one else cares. But then to be able to share that with other people, like that was, that's really fun you know, to, to be able to experience these things together, even if, you know, someone's already played it, that that's not necessarily the point, but to go through that sort of thing together and like with friends. And I think that's, that's what really drew me too. It was just, you know, I'd like, you know, I like hanging out with people, even if the stream only lasts, you know, for two hours, at least, you know, that's two hours of a day that I got to, to see people and I got to hang out with them. So I think that's, that's really why I do it. And that's what drives me is just, you know, I want to, I want to hang out with people. I want to meet new people. And and just kind of hang out and play video games you know that's that's what we're all doing anyway so it's might as well find new friends while you're doing it exactly
2: exactly and it's always great to meet fellow guardians who love to play the same game that you do and and it's always awesome to meet people from so many different places in the world like you can make friends literally from like anywhere and that's one Mm -hmm. thing that i really enjoy about destiny because i've met people from so many different places from Canada to the UK to Australia to Japan. I mean, you name it, I've met people there. Yeah.
0: And I think that's what me that's why Destiny, I think, means so much to me. Cause I was talking about Polar Bear and she, you know, I traveled to London back in twenty seventeen and that was my first ever trip. I'd been on a plane before, but I'd never I'd never been international. I'd never been further from my home than there. And I went by myself to meet someone from the internet. Like I went to go and live with her for two weeks, which let me tell you, my parents loved that. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know, those strangers from the internet. Yeah. I'm going to go to a foreign country and I'm going to go hang out with them for a little bit. That did not, that did not sit well, but you know, it was amazing to know I went to the UK and all I did while I was there was meet and hang out with the people that I had met through destiny. Like that was hands down like the best experience of my life because it's like oh here are all these people where I just hear their voices but now oh my god we're gonna go have a drink we're gonna go get lunch or we're gonna go for a walk you know like to to be able to see these people in the flesh was a insane insane experience so that's you know that's crazy too
2: that's really awesome so there's there has to be a really cool story there how did all (laughs) that just happen like how do you Plan trip to the uk i
0: honestly i don't know i think because polar bear is the kind of person if you know her at all she's like when you when you recommend or say something she doesn't take it as a joke it's like okay then let's do it you know because i think i said oh i would love to visit you and she's like okay let's do it and at that point i was like well i can't just do that but then you sit and think about it. it's like wait why why can't i just do that you know she streamed with a face cam so i knew that she wasn't some weird man catfishing me you know i'd known her for years at that point so i was like you know what let's like god let's do it then and she was amazing she took off two weeks of work just so that she could drive me around like it was it was incredible like we went all the way up to scotland and then we went all the way down to dover and you know just to know that like it was a video game that was all it was a video game that i bought because i missed my boyfriend and now i got to like Go to london and hang out with these people like that's that's crazy that's that doesn't exist wow but yet it does
2: mm-hmm. that's so cool
0: only crazy people do stuff like that but here i am
2: <laughs> well that's pretty awesome
3: mm-hmm.
2: and we have another question destiny related thank you nifty mm-hmm. biscuit for the question what is your favorite piece of lore and what other piece of mm-hmm. destiny lore would you like to learn more about?
0: Ooh, I don't ha- I wouldn't say a favorite piece in particular, like I couldn't point to like a grimoire or anything like that. But anything with the nine fascinates Ooh, yes, me. The nine. You should have seen me when the stuff with Zur came out where you could go collect that bounty. That was back when I think I feel like Destiny 2 was in a bad spot. Like, I didn't have a lot of friends playing at that point. You know, it was probably sometime between Osiris and Warmind. It was probably around that time where, you know, not a ton of people were playing yep. all that stuff. <laughs> it was the time.
1: And,
0: yeah, exactly. So then to, I didn't even know it right away, but a friend of mine was like, hey, if you go to Zur, they have he has like these weird stuff with the nine. And I was like, "I'm I'm logging on. I don't know what it is, but I need to go get it. So to go on this journey, I logged in every week at reset or whenever Zer was there, I should say. So on Fridays, I would log in and I would get that that little bounty and I would do whatever it was because it's like, I need to know. I need to know what's going on, because I feel like that's the one thing that I I don't know, you know, because there's people It's like, oh, they they live inside the traveler. It's like, do they? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know anything about them. And then, and spoilers if you haven't done this, but when they broke the fourth wall in that one scene or whatever, oh, my God, I freaked out. Because so it was like, oh, they have to, the Guardian has to keep playing or whatever it was. Oh, my gosh. she's playing like, the
1: game, yeah.
0: That goosebumps, because it's like, oh, my God, they know. Like, they know. It was so, oh, my gosh. Anything, so anything with the nine, I, I love, and I want to know as much about them as possible. But I do say that with a little asterisk, because... I think I felt the same way about Osiris in the beginning, you know, when when it was just, you know, trials of Osiris, not all that's all it was. Um, and I remember being fascinated about this guardian that was lost and we just didn't know, like, is he dead? And we don't know. And then when they brought him back in Destiny Two, it was kind of really lackluster. It was like, this is the greatest guardian that ever was. It's like, oh well, he kind of doesn't really fit that. So my fear is like, I want to know more about the nine, but do I? Sort of thing. Like I i don't know i think if they do it right it'll be exciting but i i don't even know what i'm looking for you know i i anything i I just want something (laughs) any more of those bounties would be great give me more stuff from zir that was exciting but
1: there's a lot in the lore books about the nine but it's it's really confusing you have to like really pay attention because you could be reading it and then they're just talking about something, ethereal beings, and then just boom. It's like totally take a left turn. You're like, oh, oh, okay. So it's like trying to follow along exactly what they are, because we still really don't know who the nine are. You know, no, it's, it's
3: like, like, yeah.
1: You know, it's like you said, they could be in the traveler. We mm-hmm. don't know, you know, it's like the prophecy dungeon was kind of oh. like, you know.
3: That was so good
1: yeah exactly it was the nine like the nines like communicating with us you know they're 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 setting us up for something like we're gonna probably you know be when we're facing and beyond light you know it's like what the has yeah. to do with these exodus of the planets you know with the pyramid ships coming you know they they know all about it they mm-hmm. they've seen it they've seen the prophecy you know it's like that's what's so fascinating about them
0: Mm-hmm. I totally agree because they're they're so mysterious, and that's that's what drives you to want to learn more. Because we don't know. Like I feel yeah. like we just have like we know things, but nothing enough to make it concrete or to make it make sense. You know, like you you have a question, you get that answered, but then you get ten more questions, sort of thing.
1: Right, and Bungie's like laying these trails of breadcrumbs down uh-huh. for us. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like you know we're 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 doing our best to you know. That's why we gotta watch watch Bife and we gotta watch Mylan and we gotta watch, you know, our favorite lore people. Mm-hmm. You know, to like tell us about these things because they know way hard. more than me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's hard to just gather it from the lore in the game just because you know it's it's some of it is just so vague. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just but it is fascinating. You're right. I it's pretty awesome. The nine are definitely a Really interesting uh race.
3: Yeah, I guess.
2: Absolutely. And yeah. I bet we're gonna learn yeah. a lot more about them this coming fall.
3: I hope so. I hope so. I
2: hope so too. I really, I really hope so too. Because um I, I think the nine they're mysterious. We don't know a lot about them. We we, we we've okay. seen traces of them. We we kind of have an idea, but we don't really know.
1: Yeah, I was just talking to goose about that you know we see him in the lower we bungees laid down breadcrumbs you know basically for us but you know it's like we're trying to put the pieces together too at the same time and and they're doing it narratively as well
2: so so princess goose if you Mm -hmm. can choose the fate of any of a future destiny expansion and you can create your own destination where would we go? What mm-hmm. enemies would we fight? And who would be the raid boss?
0: Ooh. <sighs> See, that's hard because it's like, I don't. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Is, does the, um, do the fallen still have a home planet? The Alinsky, do they still have, like, is their planet still exist or did that get destroyed?
1: I don't think they do that's why they're like scattered throughout the solar system and that's
0: kind of what i thought but if i could pick if there would be a way to go back in time and to see what their planet was like that to me would be super fascinating how did they fall well, i mean i think we kind of know it's you know but to to see it you know what like how they lived and sort of what sort of environment they were from that would be really neat although that doesn't quite tie in with enemies but i think that'd be a really cool place to go um but if if i had to pick an enemy let's see I think we've gotten a lot of Hive and I think we've gotten quite a bit of Cabal and Vex even. So I guess I would have to say Fallen. You know, I mean, I would say the Nine, but I don't want them to be an enemy, you know? <laughs> that would be, I would I would think, I think I would get very sad if I found out the Nine were an enemy. I mean, granted, they're neutral, so they'll swing one way or another and sometimes they'll swing both. But I think I think the Fallen deserve a little bit more, a little bit more attention than what we've been giving them because I don't, I mean...
1: Yeah, I feel like they're like a grand it's- council. They're just like they're watching over the solar system. Yeah, right? you know. So, yeah,
0: they don't get so- involved in that sort of sense. They're the kind of they're the puppeteer or the puppet master, sort of moving the strings, but they're not the puppets doing the moving and sort of that stuff. But yeah, but yeah, I, don't know. I feel like the fallen have kind of gotten kind of gotten the shorthand. We haven't really had anything. Oh, Siva, if that came back, that'd be Ooh, kind of cool. Siva. Yeah. yeah,
1: I did like Siva. I I know they're. They were paying to fight. I tell you, with those ones, yeah. threw those red balls at you, and it's just like. Do you guys
0: remember the uh, infection parties? Yeah. Like the day. Oh, I that remember the that? Yeah. Out? That was so funny because I remember getting sector,
1: it. Right. It was yeah. yeah. And like
0: then the first person to get it like above their head, they're like, "What is this?" And then I remember getting a text. I was at work, and they're like, "How soon can you get on?" Because literally everyone was just going around getting all the colors. You don't realize these are like little flying stds right like you don't like you don't want these <laughs> but at the same time we're all like give me all of the colors like that was the funniest day ever because everyone's freaking out about whatever these things oh my are god
1: like. that was crazy i remember it was that such a
0: good day i bungee should do something like that again like
1: just yeah they're really, really good random. at these args they really are they're you know they're like yeah i mean I, i'd love to see what they're gonna do with the next live of you know it's yeah
0: a- I wasn't able to be there for the last... I was so sad, because I didn't know it was happening. So I made plans, and then all of a sudden I get texts. It's like, hey, you at the you in the tower? I was like, no, should I <laughs> what's be? What's
2: happening in the tower? <laughs>
0: That's what yeah, I exactly. thought, too.
2: <laughs> because Shadow Christ uh-huh. was like, are you in the tower right now? And I'm like, "What? The, why? <laughs> like, what's so special? Uh-huh. Like, am I, are we uh-huh. having a dismantling party? Let's go, let's do this. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. But apparently they were having this event. And I thought it was really cool how... Bungie got the entire Destiny community together. Like everybody was gathered in the tower. You saw people mm-hmm. that you've like literally played like six months ago with, and, and they there was like two hundred thousand people watching yeah. on Twitch too. Records. So, yeah. so GG's Bungie for that. And uh, just make it shorter next time, please. Please, thirty minutes. an hour shorter. Yeah, you no, know, couldn't hurt. Just yeah. saying.
0: Though to be fair, I did watch it after, and it's kind of cool because if you think about it, real time, right? I mean, that's probably accurate. But in in video game, you know, I don't have an attention span for that long, you know, to to watch these. But if they're late, weren't they lasers? Though aren't those pretty fast? Yeah, yeah
1: they were just really, really slow. That's all.
0: I'm <laughs> make a slow laser. I mean, what I I don't I don't know Rasputin. So if he if that's what he's got, then that's what he's got. He blew it up. I'm happy. But well,
1: he we was firing from like three or four different locations. He we was firing from Io like and Mars, you know, but whatever aren't they had.
0: Meant to be like faster than the speed of light or whatever? Are they supposed to be super fast? I'm not a laser expert, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> we can the logistics. Sorry, I don't know.
2: The, the Bungie locked the game at like 0.5 percent of a frame for that event. <laughs> because they wanted everything to go really really slow
0: i think it gave people a chance to get in there but i mean after a half an hour if you're not going to be there then
2: you know it almost it felt like it was really confusing after about a half hour because you then Mm -hmm. weren't really sure if anything was really gonna happen or not but then you actually started (laughs) seeing things happen in the sky Mm -hmm. so you decided okay Mm -hmm. i'll stick around for another 10 minutes and let's see what happens and things started to happen it was, it was really cool when cool. you saw the explosion and then the white light and then it just like fell yeah. from the sky now that was
1: that was super cool
0: and your hearing goes out for a little bit and it pushes you back yeah, the
1: debris came down and it, like the screen went all white and the like you said the hearing like you were actually being affected yeah. by the by yeah. the blast um i i think they're going to do something similar with the exodus of the uh the planets
2: and you know what else oh. happened that was really interesting uh and a uh, spoiler alert I use a controller when I play and I am on PC oh. okay. but uh <laughs> so they had the whole rumble Same. thing turned on during that whole event when when everything was kind of happening like your controller shook to give you the feeling that the like whole time? not not the entire time not for like when, for when it came minute, crashing down when everything oh, all okay. came crashing down like your controller shook like they really put in the effort into oh. the little details to really make it feel special like literally yeah that's
1: <laughs> why i feel like they're going to do the same thing with the exodus of these planets i mean how else are the four five destinations going to go away five huge oh, destinations.
3: Yeah. yeah
1: you know so goose what is
3: next for you
0: oh gosh i don't know i think um Oh, man, I guess content wise, just sort of keeping, keeping on, you know, um, I think it, I'm, I'm in a place where I just, I just like hanging out with my community. And that's really, you know, that's, that's the goal there. Um, but otherwise I think, and I think I do it to try to keep myself sane just because it, I think with, with the quarantine and everything going on, cause we talked about travel before and that's really, you know, I, I work so that I can travel, so it's been really hard to not to not be able to do that. Um, so I think it's, it's you know, trying to stay sane is my goal. Second is to stay safe and get that uh, vaccine as soon as possible. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, just kind of just continue being part of the community. Because I think that's what I missed so much about destiny. Because for me, you know, it was all about trials back in God, if I could go back to like, trials peak like 2017, oh, I would go back there in a heartbeat because that's all I did on my weekends was sit and watch trials all weekend because I was one of those people. Um but to to still keep those communities together is what's really nice for me to know that like, oh hey, you know, oh it's Tuesday, Goose is streaming in an hour. I can't wait to go hang out. Like that sort of thing. It's you know, to keep doing stuff like that to be there for people who want somewhere to hang out. I think that's sort of just that's my goal. And to finish Skyrim at some point.
3: <laughs> so I gotta ask, how
2: much of Skyrim have you played?
0: Almost all of it, except for the last bit of the uh, last expansion. Because I, so I've done all the regular story, I've done the, um, the Dawn Guard um, expansion. But then there's the what is it? The one that they put you on a volcanic island. What is that called? Um, it's been <laughs> um, for me. So uh, yeah, I don't. I can't remember. It, Whatever the second expansion um, is, I haven't finished it. But it's been it's on purpose because I'm like I don't want to finish it. You so don't want it. I, to I, 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 I understand exactly. So I just haven't touched it because I'm like if I play it again, I'm gonna finish it, and I don't want to. <laughs> Eventually, I will have to, but I haven't yet. Maybe I'll wait until the next one is out. So, you know, I'll finish it in 2025 and then immediately I'll play the next one. You know
2: what I'm secretly waiting for? I'm kind of hoping that they come out with a version of Skyrim on the Xbox Series X and the PS5, because I think that's really going to push the graphical intensity True. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm and xbox is really good about allowing you to play the game on the next console if you own it on the previous Mm -hmm. console so i bet you wouldn't Mm -hmm. even have to pay for it if you have it on xbox and i don't think (gasps) we asked you where where do you play where do you game on
0: oh um i play on pc okay um but when i started i played on ps4 um that was my baby but i have not touched the sticks and oh gosh Maybe year, year and a half, two. Oh gosh, it's been a while.
2: Understandable. See, I, I use my PS4 to play uh PSVR and I've been doing workouts oh, wow. with uh Beat Saber and I got this game called uh Box VR. So that's been my workout mm. routine. There you go. So I've been doing ring fit. Yeah, there you go. Adventure. Ring fit. There you go. That's that's another one. So wow, Goose, thank you so much for sharing. A part, a piece Mm -hmm. of you and who you are and sharing your story with our amazing, amazing Destiny community. It was such a pleasure to learn more about you and what you do. And Mm -hmm. it's really cool how you have your Instagram account and everything that you're doing (laughs) with the traveling. That's awesome um, because I want to travel more. I'll be honest. I I have not. Highly recommend We got to get the hell out of 2020 first. On the topic of traveling, what was the coolest place that you've been to?
0: Oh, gosh, I wish I could say somewhere cool. Um, I guess Hawaii would probably be it because that's kind of the most remote. Um, But I guess my favorite is London, though. I go there almost every year just because it's you know that's where all my friends are at I, I love my uk friends so i go i go there a lot um but i think the coolest was definitely you know hiking through a rainforest in hawaii on a volcano i mean that's pretty wow. that's pretty tough that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty epic. epic
2: wow yeah. that's amazing would recommend very cool well that is awesome and and again thank you so much for sharing that with us Uh, We're going to move on to another topic that is hot off the presses, Uh, the state of play that took place earlier today. Uh, Before we do talk about that, I do want to also make a couple of small announcements. Uh, We are quickly approaching our 50th episode, and on September 3rd, we're going to be live on Twitch with a very special guest We'll have Glad live on the Destiny Show podcast. So you will not want to miss that. And also next week on the road to 50, we have a very special guest host on next week with us and we'll have Jarv back on the show. We're going to hang out with Jarv and uh, we also have a special guest planned as well. I want to say we have Sin on next week jarve and then the week after that we have oh no i'm sorry we have critical ape on the show next week with jarve and then the following week we're gonna have sin on the show and that's going to be on the 20th of august and then on the 27th it is going to be uh our 49th episode with enigma so we're really excited to learn more about him and to hang out with him and we have some more surprises planned for you guardians so make sure you stay tuned and make sure you're following us on the twitter and twitch um so on that note we're going to talk about the sony playstation state of play and we got an announcement very recently uh on august 3rd by Sid Schumann, who is the Director of Content Communications at Sony, and he released the following statement. It's been a while, but State of Play returns this Thursday with a focus on third-party published games coming to PS4 and PSVR. We'll have a few PS5 game updates on third-party and indie titles, you last saw in June's PS5 showcase. The episode is weighing in at 40 plus minutes. We've got a great lineup in store featuring plenty of new game footage and other game updates. And that was the announcement for the state of play. And we saw quite a few games on this, uh, Event. And we saw Hitman 3 in VR, we saw Braid Anniversary Edition, Pathless, Spelunky 2, Anno, uh Grenshin Impact, uh Bug Snacks from our great friend P Tibbs. So shout outs to P Tibbs.
1: Young horses, Young horses right? Horses I studios,
2: believe. yep, the creators yep. of uh what is that game octodad, octodad. thank you and uh, that's really exciting and then also we saw a few other titles we saw control expansion 2 the pedestrian crash bandicoot 4 uh tentum tent i'm gonna butcher this name tem-tem. tentem wow that is weird that's a weird or thing is to it say.
1: It's something like that Tem or
2: tem-tem. temtem something like that Um auto chest.
1: It's a Pokemon, it's a Pokemon like uh
2: uh clone title. It looks like Pokemon. I don't think you can have a Pokemon clone. I'm sorry. There's only one Pokemon. But what do I know? Um, then we saw a game called Hood, and lastly, Godfall. I'm I'm pretty excited about Godfall. And Mm. those were the games that we saw. Shadow Price, you're not excited for Godfall? I think it looked generic to be
1: honest with you. I really did. I mean, is I it looked pretty, but it looked really generic to me.
2: It looks pretty interesting. From from all the games that we saw, I think Godfall, um, Bug Snacks and I mean, maybe Crash Bandicoot 4, but Crash Bandicoot 4 Crash I mean, 4 looked good. It looked good. Crash 4
1: looked really good, actually.
2: Yeah.
1: Like I I'm I'm amazed what the team has done over there at Toys for Bob. Uh it looks really, really good. And there are so many varied type of game modes. Did you see those different filters you could play with in the game? Uh did you check? Did you have a chance to check out
2: the whole? yes uh, i did i did see that yes i i think it was really cool That was um, really cool I, I also really appreciated the fact that they pretty much confirmed that they're not going to be doing microtransactions and instead everything yeah. is earnable in the game which is i think is really cool
1: you notice like the different yeah like the people who said that for their games they're like oh there won't be microtransactions it's gonna be earnable in the game because we're just that stigmatism of microtransactions you know like <laughs> that kind of ea left behind and and activision you know with call of duty and th- those games but yeah now they're out front and saying like yeah they're the microtransactions they're you know they're they're not my tr- microtransactions but there are things you can earn in the game
2: yeah no i think i think it really sets a very strong precedence, and it really shows where the gaming industry is currently right now in terms of what we expect and how we feel as consumers. You know, people don't want microtransactions pushed because you have games like Fortnite that has been doing that for a really long time. And I mean, maybe that's a bad example because Fortnite is a free to play game, but you have other games yeah, like a- Call of Duty that pushes microtransactions and, and so many other games. Yeah. Definitely. And now what did you think of the event, Shadow Price? Did you like the mm. event? Did you think it was underwhelming? What what what's your thought? There was only a couple games that
1: looked interested that looked as interesting to me there. Um, I, for the majority of it, I, you know, I, I thought it was okay. You know, it's like, I, I didn't think it was great, though. You know, yeah. because they didn't really show hardly anything PS5 there. Mainly, and isn't
0: that what we were all going for, pretty much?
2: But yeah. They I mean, the ex- I, they
0: did set the expectation did. pretty That's accurately, true. saying yeah. that
2: they won't. And, I mean, you know, they're put in a tough spot because... They're not really going to showcase the PS4 games with the PS5 games. PS5 is going I mean, to have to take. What the stage.
1: hell are they waiting for, though? What are these companies waiting for? I'll tell
2: you what—they're—they're right they're not sure because we're living in a very uncertain time. They don't know. Like I—I can—I can tell you that they probably don't know for a hundred percent the release schedules and when everything's going to come out and pricing, because there's so many factors that come into play when it comes to development, when it comes to releasing new hardware. And I I think there is also, I can see. I I think there's also an aspect of both companies. And we talked about this earlier before the show, but there's this level of wanting to know what your competitor is doing. Because it's a really big time for both Microsoft and Sony. It's a really big Mm -hmm. moment for them. This year is very critical, very important. Pricing is going to be really important. Availability will be important. The games that they're able to release will be important. And they're waiting. And I mean, it's already August, so they can't wait too much longer. I think by September, we're going to have to see what is coming next on the roadmap
0: yeah i actually had a thought you brought it up earlier um with you know games not having microtransactions or having them but being honest about it i think it's interesting now because when i was listening to your episode with robotic addy you were talking about how they're now thinking of increasing game prices so it's just this idea of like i think you can have one or the other but say a game like destiny changed their pricing to be more you know expensive I guess you could say you know and but still have the microtransactions I think that to me is a no but like with all these new games coming out it's like well I mean I I don't know but I guess I didn't see the price on them so I don't know if they're increasing but if if you're not going to have microtransactions I think then maybe it is okay if they're a little bit more but I but I guess I don't know it's just kind of a thought
1: you know 2k was the ones to do it to first announce it and they have huge microtransactions in their game
2: and and, you know i'm glad you you brought this up because um Mm -hmm. we we talked about this as a potential industry-wide trend where prices for video games will be going up to 69.99 apparently we know now that it's not entirely the case Some games will be $69.99, like from EA. But Mm -hmm. other publishers have confirmed they will not be increasing prices on games. And I think that... Ubisoft said just through the fall. They didn't say after that.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, they chose their words very carefully. So I could see it uh, increasing next year. Absolutely.
2: I I think next year we're going to see price increases. Absolutely. And you know what? I mean, it's it's something that we probably should have expected because when was the last time that video games increased in price?
1: Yeah, but it's this year, while, though. Right? Yeah, this, yeah, this, this year, year they should hold off. Year, you're right. They should,
2: but, and here's the other, hold here's hold the other really the strong indication to me that games are going to get more expensive. Um, if you mm-hmm. live in the States and you're a Best Buy shopper, There used to be a program called Best Buy Gamers Club Unlocked where you were able to get games for like 20% off. That was canceled. They did away with that. GameStop tried doing an incentive program to discount games and to try to get people to shop there. That didn't work out either. They canceled it. Uh, Amazon, really big company, really big, uh, probably one of the biggest companies in the world right now. I mean, Amazon has money. They pretty much canceled their gamer program as well. So because companies are doing that, you you can see the trend that they're not able to sustain by discounting. And mm. games haven't increased in price for a really long time, and they were probably waiting for the next generation of games to really make that move. And, yeah, I'm expecting it. You know, it's not something I'm excited about, but at the same time, you know let me put it this way we're gonna have to make more um wise decisions with what games we buy like maybe your average consumer might not buy one or two games that they otherwise would have bought because the prices are more expensive or you'll but look who's not doing it yeah look who's not cd project red cd project red well cd project red I mean they're they're a really amazing company but here's the thing i think cd project red from a management standpoint they they're a really really lean company they don't have a big team not like you would expect i mean i'm sure the team has grown but if you saw the size of the team that made the witcher 3 it was like one fifth of what a major publisher or a major game studio gets right that's now.
1: why they take their time that's why they take you know six years seven years to do the game you know yeah, you cyber- say,
0: Witcher is great so
1: yeah yeah an and then cyberpunk is going to be amazing i'm mm-hmm. am so mm-hmm. excited
2: for cyberpunk oh man i can't wait to play i'm i think cyberpunk is going to be my game of the year i'm going to call that cool. right now and, you know, I, I love Destiny for for so many things. Uh, but I do think cyberpunk will really blow people away. And it's not a fair comparison. You can't compare something that a game studio worked on for maybe a year or two versus a game that's been worked on for five, six, seven years. It's just not fair.
1: Mm-hmm. It's- but it's going to be a very meaty game, though. There's going to be a lot. That's that's gonna be a pretty big game. I mean, it is an open world. Are
2: you talking about you know, Cyberpunk or, or um, yeah, Cyberpunk? Okay. I'm talking oh, about Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk yeah. is going to be enormous. It's going to be an, an enormous game. I mean, they really put in a lot of time, effort, and dedication into it. And I'm excited. I'm excited to play because it has a very site uh, like I uh, I don't know like a uh, Watchdogs style um but way better the, looking yeah, it looks, and, way, and looks probably way better, way better playing yeah. too yeah and cd project red um, is very good when it comes to their storytelling so um, oh, yeah. i'm excited
1: yeah i mean wait to get back to the console for a minute i feel like they're ready like they're just like they're dragging their feet they're waiting they're waiting for the other one to go they're gonna they're waiting to see who blinks first basically or screws up first <laughs> um because i feel like the games are the things that are in jeopardy those are going to get delayed you know the systems you know and i don't know maybe that's kind of like why they're you know they're so hesitant still because of the unknown of these games and where yeah. they're at in some of them I think, right now. i think you're
2: right yeah i mean yeah i think you're right I think you're right. I think from a manufacturing standpoint, I mean, they already have the number of consoles that they're going to release. It's not like they're going to make enough to fulfill the demand. They're not going to do that. They're probably taking a loss on the hardware this year because when it first releases, it usually will cost the manufacturing more money to, to produce these consoles. So from that standpoint... I think that they're only going to release a limited supply of consoles, so they have plenty of time to get them ready. I don't think that they're having too many hardware issues. Although I did hear that Sony was having some um, cooling issues with with the next. Oh, console. that was a while ago. Was though? that fixed?
1: That, that was, yeah, that was a rumor, and that was that it wasn't proven to be true or anything um the the thing is is uh we did hear that sony was increasing the production for ps5 to meet the demand to um, by 10 uh, to 10 million uh systems by quarter 1 of tw- 2021 really yeah so i mean they're going to try to meet the demand uh, but we just don't know we don't know when we don't know price we don't know when they're coming out we don't know. have any pre-order information or anything. You know, it's like
0: it's crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I get it. We're, we're in an unprecedented time. But if they plan on releasing them this year, they've got to announce them, like yeah. announce the prices in pre-orders.
2: Oh, I think we're going we're gonna to start seeing this in September, honestly. I think that they're, they're trying to get the smaller things out of the way in August and i mean september seems like the month because you got to remember they need a few months to really push the promotional efforts you know they they, they, they need do. time to, to get all the marketing materials out there so it, i but also too we,
1: we're in a time where gamers know more every day because we follow we listen to youtubes we we're on twitter we know when stuff's releasing like when they announce pre-orders yeah they're going to get slammed Mm -hmm. i mean it's going to be everywhere like pre-orders are going to be going on everywhere like so there's not going to be a shortage of that but yes there'll be a shortage of consoles
2: they will sell out he's speaking of selling out and consoles there was a console (laughs) that kind of was made available for pre-order i i don't get how they can do that with oh my god the console not releasing for god knows how many months but um there's nine Is it nine months wow that's a whole baby wow look at that so uh the Mlog pocket was made available for pre-order for about seven minutes and i'm not exaggerating it was made available for about seven minutes um yeah and uh Goose, have you heard of the Analog Pocket? Have you heard of that system before? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am curious. Oh, man. So, okay. <laughs> were you ever a Game Boy fan? or? Okay, I was a
0: fan, but my father was the most frugal person you were ever meet. So I only got to play with one when I would hang out with a friend and I would trick them into letting me play it. But I, I did want one. But yes, the closest thing I had was a DS. But anyway, keep keep so, going.
2: So, so this company is making pretty much a modern day game boy with a 1440p display and perfect emulation and it's called fpga
1: so it's literally it's built into the hardware yeah so it's not software emulation it's hardware based and you literally put the games right in there like and and they play like game boy game boy advance game boy color and then they have different like uh uh what modules for game gear and neo geo uh, what is it game, neo geo pocket yep. yeah
2: atari Lynx, yeah yeah so so it was made available i think they first announced this uh hardware i wouldn't say last year it was sometime last year yeah and then finally i think they made an announcement like the first week of august or like the the last week of july it was really recently, and they were like, hey, we're going to make this console available <laughs> on Monday, so get ready. And that was a, sh- that was a shit show. <laughs> so speaking sure. of the shit show, Shadow Price, do you want to share your experience with attempting to oh get this console? I was, I was ready. I had the website up.
1: I literally, once the thing went live, I refreshed, I hit the pre-order, add to cart and then it just sat there and it was trying to calculate shipping Aww. and it just sat there spinning and i even when i tried to refresh it a, a few times it still kept doing it until i said i had it in there had it had in my cart. i was ready to check out and boom boom put my information sold out that was it <sighs> yeah and then i tried to do it with the white one because there was a black one and then a white one i tried to do with the white one too sold out and that was it Rip.
2: eight minutes Rip. and they were gone. Rip. Wow. I told you seven minutes. Yeah. Um, I It's funny because yeah. I remembered about it like a minute before because I totally forgot because I have work. I'm like most Americans. Mm-hmm. I have a day job. So, you know, so I'm not usually free. So I, I had to free up a minute to go and, you know, go on the webpage and order it so i i made it just in time i loaded the page at like 10 59 a.m and it still said you know coming soon so i kept pressing f5 and then it became available i added the uh black color to cart and uh i also got that spinning shipping thing so i kept refreshing the page like violently like refreshing, okay. like F5, like the Twab's not out. And um, I was able to get one. Yeah. So I ordered one and uh, it's yeah. going to be coming in the next nine months. So
0: <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. So eventually. They're going to have one.
2: another one. I'm not
1: worried about it. I'm not going to pre order it. When it releases to the public and they
2: have more in stock, then I'll think about getting one. Yeah. You know, Shadow Price is a little because bit salty after his pre-order experience so
1: yeah i mean i'd rather get the new consoles to be honest with you
2: yeah um, i mean even I'd, though that is really cool i'd rather have both i mean i'd rather have the new consoles and this why Why not you know yeah mm-hmm. true but, you see i got it for pokemon i got this game because i remember as a kid you know coming home from school because my parents bought me a Game Boy Color and I had Pokemon Blue, and that was my jam. That's what I played. That was my childhood, right? So that was your game. Right. So being able to experience that in like a modern day piece of hardware, and Nintendo is pretty special. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Nintendo. I love Nintendo games. Uh, Mario is one of my favorites. Although Zelda Breath of the Wild, I've played it. It's really, really difficult. Uh, I think I'm still about halfway through the game, just about. but uh, it's such a such an amazing, amazing game.
1: It's funny that you keep getting me trying to I, I mean, I have sword and I have shield, Pokemon Shield. I just still haven't had a chance to open it up
2: yet. Play it. Now, I'm curious. Goose, have you? been keeping up with the next gen consoles and all the announcements that were being made by Sony and Xbox.
0: I think I have because I'm slightly intrigued, but I think for me, because I've been away from console for so long, that it's hard for me to be invested. I watch more with like like a pessimistic side, if that makes sense in that, you know, i I, I really want them to do well. but we were talking about this earlier, you know, I want cross play. You know, I want to be able to yes. play cuz my friends have a all like I don't get to play with my friends on PlayStation anymore, not with Destiny at least. So it's like, you know, I I want to be able to experience these things cuz one of my friends who got me into Destiny doesn't play anymore because she doesn't have anyone to play with cuz she plays on on console. So it's just this like I don't think I would be I can't support them until they start freaking working along. You know, like I know you don't want to, you're two competing companies, but I think there is a point where you just have to sort of uh, agree to disagree and just, you know, just give me crossplay. Just,
1: just, I think agree. Phil is more, Phil Spencer is more, um, you know, he's more for it. I feel like
2: than you know, people at Sony, like, mm-hmm. well, you know, he, oh, I, totally, I, I think, I think this has changed since probably the release of uh i wouldn't say Fortnite or Rocket League but one of those games i think created Fortnite. a very big stir in the community where a lot of people got very upset because sony was blocking content from being accessible and mm-hmm. people weren't yeah. really happy and i think that really created a change and even sony we see that like games like call of duty they have crossplay They have that. It's it's not something that does not exist any longer. I think that the barrier of a company blocking the ability to do crossplay, if it's not fully done, it's going away. I think by next year, we're not going to see games released without crossplay if it's technically possible. And I think even Destiny is working towards that, and they hinted at it during the last big reveal they said that mm. they're bringing cross save this fall but they're working on a more tighter integration where you can play with more of your friends so that's coming but i honestly think we're probably going to get that next year sometime maybe middle mm. of the year maybe next fall yeah but by next fall, we should give f- we're gonna yeah. have cross play in destiny too
1: yeah we should have full cross play i think next year and d2
2: i hope yeah. so i really
1: do because it's coming to apex this fall
0: mm. apex oh, legends
1: yeah. okay. because apex legends is coming to switch um
0: all oh, right so. right
2: mm-hmm. yeah that's true it's, i didn't uh, think about that yeah yeah so now that we got a chance to see the graphics in in the games that we got a chance to see are you guys impressed with what we've seen so far from xbox and sony no
0: yeah i was gonna say i would say no i mean but Uh, on pc it's really hard to to look at be like oh 60 fps so exciting we've had it exactly (laughs) kind of like i mean it's it's impressive for a console when that's the world that you're in but when you when I when you've been on PC because I've only been on PC for about two years but I can't even imagine people who have been on it for forever so look at that and be like wow now you're just getting to 60 sort of thing um but I, I think it's impressive so I will give them that that if you can if you can get the hardware to get up to that that's you know impressive but uh, you know in general am I impressed I would say no I hope when you. Li- yeah no, I agree.
1: when you've been living in the world of 144 frames <laughs> per second
0: it doesn't mean a lot yeah
1: exactly we've already we we see it right corn mm-hmm. our, our rigs can already output that our our monitors um, let me let me put it this way th-
2: i think that destiny 2 vanilla destiny 2 on pc looks better to me than what halo infinite looked like during the video reveal i'm just gonna yeah, rip it. that
1: man halo um, infinite looked rough i mean i it i love halo rough.
2: i'm a halo fan like i you know, I started playing first person shooters with Halo. So am I concerned a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, you know, Halo isn't really my main game. It's a game that I'll come back and play, but either way, it's going to be fine.
1: Yeah. And this is what I, you know, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I, you know, people on PC we've, you know, we've been living in this world we're spoiled we're spoiled the console world is finally catching up you know that's just that's what's happening here you know it's uh you know they're using ssds and apparently sony's is going to be really really fast their ssd um so so fast that apparently there's ones that aren't even compatible with it on the market right now so what i don't know what that's all about (laughs) but um And then Microsoft's using one that, you know, it's going to be proprietary, but they're working with Seagate, I believe, for uh, their uh, expandable storage.
3: Interesting. It's so
2: fast. It won't work. It will break. That's great. (laughs) I love it. I want it now. Give it to me.
1: Yeah. And that's and that's the thing, apparently, like the no loading times, I guess, you know. And do we truly see that on PC right now? Do we see no loading times? I mean, they're,
2: you know, it's like when that technology... I mean, to be honest with you, it doesn't really bother me that much. Like, the loading time on PC isn't a problem to me. Yes, it takes a few seconds for something to load. Does it bother me? No. Like, will it really affect me? No. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they're able to do technologically but I don't think it's going to be a really big thing when it comes to PC. I think it's gonna be more of a concern for console gamers. Because if you tried playing Destiny on PS4 or Xbox One, dude, it's a trip. It takes forever for the game to load. Like you can probably wow. cook an entire dinner by the time the entire game loads up.
1: And that's the thing, you know, there they're going to be caught up to what the PC we already have now, you know, when they get the PS five and the Xbox series X, when you play destiny two on there, it's going to be a lot more like the PC experience. Just like S Barry was saying in the chat, the field of view, you know, that's another thing that their field of view on like those consoles right now is garbage. They said, it's like playing in a letterbox. Like Mm -hmm. everything is just like right in front of you. You like, you have no breathing room whatsoever. You know, it's like, so hopefully they fix the field of view and give them sliders too, or just a better field of view overall. Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what Sony and Xbox has up their sleeves for the next few months. I mean, they, they're, they're going to have to say something. Now, I'm, I'm curious. When do you both think we're going to get an official ps5 like launch date
1: oh it's gonna be november sometime the launch
0: when they're releasing it so they're launching it in november i mean god is it ballsy to say that they'd only release it like a week or so before they actually release the console to say the price like that too i guess i don't know i like i said i think we gotta get it
1: by september we gotta (laughs) get it by next month yeah we have to
0: get it by september because yeah but haven't we been saying that for so long oh we we have to get it but they they still haven't i mean i don't know
1: in a normal year we would have had it by E3. yeah yeah. if If we didn't have the covid or anything like that we would have had it at e3 this year both of them would have gone head to head with each other and we
2: would have had it at e3 so here's what i'm gonna call by by the middle of september xbox is going to do a conference they're going to do some kind of a live event uh or recorded event because obviously circumstances uh and i think they're going to probably announce their console price and date first and then maybe mm. the day after, Sony's going to announce theirs. I would be really surprised if Sony made their announcement first. I would be really surprised. Mm. but uh, I would be too, actually, kind of, because I I
1: feel like Phil, you know, he feels like he can't lose right mm-hmm. now. You know, it's like they they got kicked like a dog for so long, like you know, during the generation, like with uh, you know, Sony and Xbox, you know, with with uh, what's-his-face Don Matrick, screwing that, you know, whole, the whole reveal up for them, you know, in the beginning. And it's just saying that TV was more important than gaming and Connect was more important. That's why they bundled it together and charged $500 where Sony was $100 less and was more powerful. They don't want to be beat on the power. They don't want to be beat on the price this time around. They're going to reveal Lockhart sometime this month, I feel like which is going to be the lower end Xbox model, um, which is going to be the either a 1080p or 1440p Xbox. If you can't like spring for the series X. yeah. Uh, so I
2: think it's going to be a 1080p. I don't think it's going to be 1440p. I don't think they would really do Yeah, it. It's going to be 1080p. you, 80, know, why? 60, do you yeah. know why? Because I don't think TVs are really built for 1440p. That's not very common. Mm-hmm. 1440p no, is not. more of a PC monitor thing. And for them to really cut down on cost and to allow for the games to play butter smooth in 1080p, they can probably do it. 1440- they
1: can use DLSS though. Like, but the only thing, it, they'll have to use a different version because obviously NVIDIA is not powering the consoles. It's AMD. Um, but they can use some sort of super sampling probably to increase the resolution, I believe. Yeah, there's there's a lot of tricks that you could you could do with like the hardware
2: now. How much do you guys think this next gen console is going to cost with the PS5? Hmm.
0: When, weren't there preliminary numbers that were out a little while ago that was like $4.99 and like $5.99 or something? I don't I know mean, if those were official. I though. think
2: I think we got rumors from anywhere between $399 all the way up to 5 dollars and that's mm. what we heard yeah. for the PS 4 PS
0: Five. I well, mean, PS Four when it came out, PS like 399, right at three ninety
2: nine launch. Three ninety nine. Mm-hmm.
0: How much is it with the one terabyte? Wasn't that the the new PlayStation Four, or whatever, where it got the increased memory size?
1: I think it was just three ninety nine as well. Oh,
0: that was still three ninety nine.
1: Yeah, because that was after a while. I think where. Uh, it yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cuz at first <laughs> yes it was a 500 gigabyte one. But then they brought out the PS4 Pro and then they brought out a slim oh, yeah. PS4 slim which was the 1 terabyte yep. model. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Well, then yeah, I guess I don't know for a new gen console in the middle of a quarantine um by Christmas, oh gosh. Um I guess I mean I would not be surprised by the 599. I don't I don't think that would surprise me. Would I, I pay that be... No, but
1: yeah i wouldn't be surprised by it i think sony's scared to death of that number though because yeah. when they announced the console for 599 that was the ps3 and that console took its lumps let me tell mm-hmm. you that they had a hard time selling that thing because it was so expensive
3: yeah like
1: you know it's like it was 200 dollars more than the xbox 360 at the time um so i think they're scared of that number
2: um I, th- I think they're going to come in at four ninety nine. you know, and I think it's tough for Sony right now because as a company, I think they're overall struggling because a lot of their different divisions yeah. aren't really performing like they used to back in the day. So they have to really strongly rely on the success of the PlayStation brand and PlayStation as a product to carry them into the future. With Microsoft... Mm-hmm. They can take risks because they 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 have a lot of products they have and so much money they sell so much and, yeah. and they, they have a lot more capital a lot more resources <laughs> way more capital um and you can even see with the x cloud with what microsoft is doing i mean it's impressive you know and correctly it just I'm sucks wrong, that i
1: but- can't get apple They can't get them on iphones right now because apple's trying to block it basically and that really sucks because yeah I have an apple phone
2: yeah yeah i think it's gonna it's gonna become available at some point i think it's it's a matter of them either negotiating the appropriate you know deals to make it happen or if there are technological challenges that come to play or i know apple is a very closed-ended ecosystem so security is a really big thing you know so if you Mm -hmm. have a company that's trying to let's say collect data or anything like that, Sony would or excuse me, Apple would more likely not be okay with that.
1: Yeah. So my final answer for prices are $4.99 for the base model of the PS5. The digital one's gonna be i think four or forty nine, uh fifty dollars cheaper. And Series X four ninety nine ninety nine and the Lockhart
2: uh two ninety nine. Really? You think it's gonna be two ninety nine, huh? yeah interesting 1080p system yeah Ah, yeah yeah you might be right you might be right
0: yeah we won't know until we find out though
2: we won't know until Mm -hmm. the fall
0: so god yeah on that
2: note which console if any (laughs) will you be picking up this
0: fall both god neither there you go neither. we balance it out <laughs> okay I, I had to get one out get the ps5 because that's you know i i played a lot on playstation but you know I, I i guess it's hard for me to justify getting a a console with everything i guess unless there was a an amazing exclusive or something that i was looking forward to
2: definitely yeah i, I think yeah. for me i'm going to be picking up both because I am very spoiled and that's just what I do and I'm a gamer and you know more than likely when it comes to my leisure like I'm probably not going to be doing a whole lot of traveling in the next year so you know that's mm-hmm. here's my $1000 on video games <laughs> that uh, I'm probably going to be spending um plus I have a PSVR PSVR will be compatible with the PS5 and you know there are games that are exclusive to both platforms that I can appreciate and really I'll want to play. You know, I'll want to play Halo on Xbox. I have a backlog of games that I have um on Xbox as well that would look really really cool on the Series X. So I'm definitely going to have to pick that up but also PS5 cuz I have a PSVR. So there we go.
3: Um, So, on that
2: note, we have some more cool stuff to talk about, or not so cool stuff. We're going to do a Mm -hmm. quick rundown of the Destiny Hotfix 2.9.1.2. It's going to be a quick one because we pretty much talked about this last week, but uh, Bungie made an official post earlier this week confirming the latest Hotfix with 2.9.1.2 uh we talked about the lake of shadows strike that was essentially giving you uh a much easier challenge if you can call it a challenge really uh the enemies were 750 power when they were supposed to be 1080 power so holy smokes people took advantage i didn't goose did you
0: i did not but i'm i guess i'd be more of a pvp person but i i so many of my friends were like you have to grind this you have to play it right now it's never going to be easier than it is right now it's like oh my goodness okay (laughs) i didn't but they were everyone was going wild for it
2: gotcha okay so you primarily play pvp huh
0: oh gosh I, I guess that's not true either i guess i played both but i'm not a hardcore pve player like a lot of my friends are like there, i know people who the second that they have free time are just grinding something out in a nightfall like so many of my friends have soloed the dungeon and i'm like i don't even have mountaintops <laughs> <So it's> like, <laughs> i i'm very casual but i do play it a lot i guess i should say
2: okay well there we go so the uh festering core master nightfall has been fixed congratulations for anyone who took advantage i didn't i didn't even know about it until pretty much the Bungie weekly update came out and they pretty much said hey we fixed it i'm like oh really i wish i knew um, <laughs> same
1: thing with the uh umber I mean, one yeah i know and
2: <laughs> farmed it too so whatever it's okay but hey Quick update. Cornholio is now 1060. So let's go. Good job. Finally made it on <laughs> one character. So baby steps. We're getting there. And my season pass is now at, I want to say 49. I want to say 49. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting there slowly but surely. I'm not as high up there as Shadow Price. He's like, what, in the 70s? oh man 78 or something like that Shut i think the front just, door yeah <laughs> no so yeah that's a thing um we have some more bad news that we talked about last week but we're gonna recap the leviathan raid was farmable it no longer is there is now a uh, pretty much uh <laughs> You can't really get exotics anymore, or you can't farm exotics. You can't farm exotics, and you can't farm, uh, what was it called? bright
3: There we go. But weapons and armor But you can still get the loot. Yeah,
2: you, yeah, yeah. So that's a little bit of good news. So, okay. Uh, the means to an end quest was fixed from the prismatic recaster. In fact, I actually uh, had that quest show up for me when we went to play last week because I saw it come up when I visited the prismatic recaster and the quest line came up for me so that was amazing. Oh, you were bugged, weren't you? I was bugged, yeah. So finally it started uh. working for me. Thank you, Bungie. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh ruinous effergy was fixed. So that's really cool. And there was also something about umbral stat focused engrams and them not dropping a tier power of 10. I didn't really experience any issues with it, I don't think, but at the same time, I don't really focus on what tier my drops like come at. Like, I really don't really pay attention to it, not nearly as much as I should, anyways. And uh, that's the hotfix. So, oh joy but uh the next thing that we're going to talk about is a little bit more exciting i promise because the bungie weekly update or this week at bungie redeemed itself this week and shadow price why did this week's bungie weekly update redeem itself after last week's two out of five spicy tuna rolls?
1: Oh, because we got the uh, announcement for Souls of Heroes and what we're going to uh, expect for that event. Um, so, for, so first off, we know that it starts August 11th, so it's going to start with next weekly reset. And guess what? The European Aerial Zone is back. Remember that from last year.
3: I really I, that enjoyed was a pretty cool zone. Easy
2: man, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I think they did a really great job with the sandbox and. It almost felt like you were uh what is that
3: called? What's that movie? Back
2: to the future. No, was it back to the future? Um it's not sure. I don't know. But but I digress. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to play uh on the AEZ. I really enjoy how you're jumping from building to building, and, and it was it was fun. I missed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
1: basically, so it's going to work in the same way as it did kind of last year. Uh, you defeat as many bosses, and then you hunt down the chests, and the more bosses that are killed, uh, the more rewards you can earn. And you're going to be able to get the Solstice armor this year, and it's going to have four different uh, variations. It's going to start with the rare, and then you're going to get the majestic set once you've satisfied those requirements and then it's going to go to legendary and then finally you're going to get you're going to have a chance to get the magnificent set from it and there's a list of objectives that you have to perform uh when doing the activity and it's going to you're going to have to complete a nightfall ordeal on master difficulty you're going to have to complete a nightmare hunt uh you're going to have to do a Run in the pit of heresy. Win seven trials matches, um, and they don't have to be on this. You know, one ticket. <laughs> that would be. Fun. Yeah, you don't have to go flawless. Oh man, that would be win. interesting
2: if they seven. did make it that way.
1: Yeah, and then you got to complete a tier five altar of sorrow th- three times. Um, so not too bad. It doesn't seem like those objectives are too bad, right?
2: Okay, yeah, it's not too bad. Now for the nightmare hunt. It has to be a master nightmare hunt, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't say. Did it specify?
0: Uh, it's it, it said GM, right?
2: It said complete a nightmare hunt,
1: like oh, ni- and- oh,
0: so it, oh. I was thinking nightfall. Um, so I, hmm, I guess I don't, well, we'll find out, won't we? The yeah.
2: nightfall just has to be master, not grandmaster. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't have to be the grandmaster nightfall. They wouldn't be that mean. You sure, they're yeah, making so, us do trials. I mean, it doesn't say <laughs> master uh nightmare hunt it just says nightmare hunt so there we go easy enough so that should be fairly easy to do okay well they they could have been a lot less uh hmm, nice about it i think last year to get your stuff masterworked you had to do some pretty crazy stuff Mm
1: -hmm. i i just
2: didn't do it Yeah, (laughs) i did some of it i did some of it but (laughs) it was a bitch it was a lot yeah i didn't piece i did the freaking cloak the class item that was you have to like (laughs) play the dungeon with only two people you had to like you couldn't have more than two people on the team or something like that oh my
1: god you're right i think so yeah something man the dungeon i
2: remember because we did it we we did two man the dungeon no it was (laughs) fun uh ish (laughs) but um it was an experience. But yeah, I think now they're trying to make these activities a lot more attainable for more players mm-hmm. because they're realizing that not everybody is a hardcore player. And <laughs> I think it's going to continue to be that way, honestly. <clears throat> I think more people are going to So basically... To do- no, go ahead. Okay.
1: okay. Well, I was just going to go on to describe what... Uh, you know what they're doing next uh so completing the objectives will unlock a white glow on the armor and you need to upgrade them to the majestic set during the solstice and once you do that you'll be able to complete the objectives after the event ends as long as you get it to the majestic set
2: that's cool and and now about that uh glow uh, ornament that we're getting with the white glow that will be available on all your armor, not only your solstice armor, and that's quite different from what they did last time around. All the 2.0, yep, all the 2.0 armor. Okay, so that's really Stats. cool.
1: Yep, and then you can get random rolls of the mag- Magnificent set, it can be done by completing su- successful EAZ runs. Um, I believe once you have like satisfied that other the other armor sets. Um. And then once the legendary set is earned, then the universal ornaments, like we just discussed, can, oh, wait, actually, yeah, it can be purchased from Eververse mm-hmm. once you earn the legendary set, and it can be purchased with your silver or bright dust.
2: Well, that's really good news, because um, it, it's nice that they're not forcing you to pay with silver, which is essentially real money. Um And you will be able to use your bright dust to acquire those items. I think there's one thing that you can only acquire by purchasing it. Um, Let me
3: take a look and see what that was. Is that you
1: mean that's going to be an Eververse? Yeah, Yeah. there
2: was something there. It's it's the Iron Severance Finisher. There we go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Most finishers, you have to purchase i mean they they do
2: make them available for brightness some of them yeah so some I, of them they do but i mean yeah. honestly because finishers were primarily a monetization thing i kind of stopped paying attention to them
0: mm-hmm. I, mean, I agree it's
2: like yeah whatever another thing for you to sell and I mean, it, so. yeah and i mean like here's the thing i i spend money on eververse whenever Bungie releases something very cool and i feel like i want to support them i don't do it because Mm. oh crap this is really cool and i really want this i think one time i was very tempted to buy a skin and it was the lore skin that you got i forgot what it's called but it's it's you open up this book and you see like a bunch of cool things spin around you oh yeah it's Lore, the, the lore uh, the one, yeah. And I think that one was really cool. And I thought about buying that, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I spend money on microtransactions, at least in Destiny, as a way to support the devs. I don't do it because, oh, shiny item. Because it's like, I have yeah. everything. I have so many mm-hmm. things in the game. I, I just, it's not going to really affect me.
0: Yeah. I really like buying the emblems. I think that's my my favorite thing to do especially you know like i have the the rainbow one and the black lives matter one you know like when they release stuff like that yeah. that's when i'll yeah. get but, my but money you're, to buy. you're
2: doing just, that to support or... a great cause right yeah, like it. really yeah. great reason why you're doing that it's not just oh i have a shiny you know whatever like let me put it this way yeah, exactly. um if they just came out with a skin or an, or an uh emblem that you can just buy and it was like 25 bucks
3: i would never do that yeah i don't think it
2: would to give to give money to a great cause during a time like this like it's it's a win-win because you get something little in the game you feel good about it and you feel good and, and you do something really nice and that's what i love about bungie because bungie does an amazing job and we talk about this like a broken record almost every week at least in recent times because bungie's been like crushing it with supporting so many different things on a such a consistent basis and it's great like they support australia they support texas they support covid black lives matter like they they do a lot and and they should be an example of a company that others should follow for how Mm -hmm. you should do outreach
3: and community support
1: yeah so, continuing with uh, this solstice, um, you won't need to purchase individual color glows. Each class set can display all three glows, depending on the currently equipped subclass. Uh, the elemental glow set will be universal ornaments. We already talked about this, but they, they can apply to any armor 2.0 pieces. So, how cool is that? It's awesome.
2: I'm I'm excited That's- about that. That is so awesome. Yeah. It's a reason to grind. Yeah, it's a, it's it. a reason to grind, and, and, and I think this will give us motivation to play Solstice. It, it adds... Mm-hmm. and I, I think it's a great move, and I'm, I'm a big fan of it. And here's the icing on the cake. Here's the bonus. But
0: wait, there's more.
1: All elemental universal yeah. ornaments will support the fourth glow for players who equip the Stasis subclass when Beyond Light releases. Uh-huh
0: that's so cool yeah
1: so yeah and i believe if you there's an image of it right below the three guardians dancing and that's what the stasis glow will look like and it's like a really brilliant blue like a like a
2: like a ice blue almost like Bungie, take my money
1: Please,
3: yes exactly my money.
2: yeah and it looks really dope november can't be here any sooner i'm i'm excited this is awesome yeah, and there were. Oh, go ahead.
0: Nope, that's all. Just good content, Bungie.
1: Yeah, and there were goal, goals for the why they they wanted to improve Solstice so they can improve the player experience. They want, um, the Solstice set will be relevant till next year's event, so it's going to be relevant all the way till you know next Solstice. Uh, the the glows cannot be toggled on and off of universal ornaments. The glows will increase in intensity
2: depending on how much that super energy
0: super. that is so cool
2: as at the time yeah that's pretty awesome so cool. you know what this reminds me of um uh, i don't know if you hmm. both played halo reach i know shadow price has played halo reach
0: oh uh, i haven't i have not played halo the, Shame the, flaming, what is skull. No,
2: the flaming skull no, remember oh, that
0: light.
1: i think the fl- oh yeah the, you yeah remember? you know what's funny
2: there's a there was a flaming skull in destiny as well i remember that you know there was a, it was, there it was a, a flaming Halloween? skull. At that. It was a Halloween uh, skin, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah for yeah.
1: Uh, special loss. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. There was a flaming or light. Yeah. A skull as well in Halo Reach. And you needed like 2 um, million
2: XP to get it. It took yeah, like it was nine crazy. months, nine months. I and I couldn't even spend anything. I had to literally save everything that I got in the game, all my currency to get that stupid flaming skull. Yeah, got it. <laughs> do you remember? Um, do you yeah, remember that, that's right, right. Uh, for half the currency. You can get a uh, an image of like some foul I don't know foul odor. Remember, it was weird. It was a weird thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that the pestilence, yes, the pestilence. one. I, yeah. Ah man. Wow,
1: good that times. was a long time ago. So long. Ago. Good
2: times. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Anyways, um, I digress. Continue.
1: And there was an Eververse update, like we talked about. There's going to be the iron severance finisher. There's going to be new sparrows and ghost shells. And some of those sparrows look pretty cool. Actually, the sparrows, the ships. Pretty cool. They got that. They got the cracked light look on them. Like you can see the light kind of gleaming out of them. So, yeah, it's a it's going to it looks like it's going to be kind of fun this year. Um, I'm looking forward to it actually me too. more than last year me too I'm <laughs> excited. oh my God yeah, and there was like a few different things in the uh uh fix section that we discussed earlier, but one more thing, there's going to be API maintenance until september twenty third The post game carnage reports will not be available between one and four a m pacific daylight time due to database maintenance.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, good to know. So little public service announcement. Now, how will this API maintenance affect things? Will we not have access to destiny item manager or the uh, destiny app? It sounds like the postgame carnage reports.
1: Those are kind of like what you see when you like finished a crucible match. And then, like, when you're back in orbit and you pull it up and you can see how many kills you have or what your KD was or at the end of a nightfall or any kind of activity where it shows your kill feed, how many kills you got and things like that. So, you know, those are the postgame carnage reports right there.
2: Well, that's, you know, that's cool. Hopefully these API upgrades have a positive impact on the game. And yeah, good to know.
1: Yeah, I, but I think uh, I think that brings
2: us to the end of the job though. Yeah, and and one more thing I want to mention there there was a really cool video that was shared by Cosmo with uh, lofi beats, really cool. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was, uh, was I'm not going to lie. Before the podcast, I was just listening to it and just kind of jamming out and just kind of relaxing and chilling, hey. getting ready for the podcast. So that was really cool for them to share that. I think. The music in Destiny, it's just amazing. It's the best music of any game ever. It's, it's just a masterpiece. And it's amazing what they're able to create, I think, all the musical tracks that came out from Destiny I think were just amazing.: And Halo. And Halo, yes.
1: <laughs> and Final Fantasy.
2: Seven Final Fantasy: <laughs> And Death Stranding, too. Great game.
0: All of the games. All
2: the games. So, Guardians, I think we have come to that time. We have a little tradition on the show where we get to rate the weekly update from Bungie in the form of spicy tuna rolls. And in traditional form, we're going to have goose go first what would you give this week's bungee weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls from one to five
0: i mean it was pretty spicy and did you see the movie of the week holy cow that was something else um i would give it a solid four four spicy tuna rolls
1: okay it does look cool yeah. i have to check that out later yeah. i
0: wanted to hate it i really did I was like, nah, G1, whatever. And then you watch it, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was so good. Wow.
2: We'll definitely have to check that out after the show. So that, that's really mm-hmm. cool, too. Another really cool thing to check out. And it's awesome for Bungie to support the community with doing the movies of the week and the community spotlights and all this great stuff that Bungie does.
1: Oh yeah, that was a trailer for the Solstice of Heroes yeah, too. and I, I didn't know the
2: trailer was. as well. That was a really cool little trailer. Yeah. The music was really weird. Was it? Was it just me? the The music didn't really fit. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it was a little weird, but I I think I was distracted by the shiny things. I'm gonna be super honest. Yeah.
1: They're they're into this synth wave. I feel like you yeah. know with stranger things you know like being as popular as it is yeah um they're really into the synths i feel like yeah so
3: we're going into uh, the season of the synths
1: yeah i'm gonna give it a four as well i thought it was uh you know it was pretty spicy there was enough to chew on in this one and it was pretty good i feel
2: like okay so uh i'm i'm gonna be a little bit more generous this week i'm gonna go with 4.5 out of five spicy tuna rolls i think that i was going to the gameplay trailer was really cool for solstice of heroes i think that was really cool to see um it's really nice to see the armor that we're going to be getting and to see the glows that we're getting in the game but also that these uh, ornaments will be available on all of your other items and on top of that we're getting a fourth ornament with beyond light i I think that's really awesome i think that earns bungee the 4.5 spicy tuna rolls and the lo-fi music beats that was really cool too so yeah there we go so on that note guardians thank you so much for joining us tonight Uh, Goose, before we let you go, we want Mm -hmm. to share with our audience where they can all learn about you and what you do.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitch, um, princess underscore goose. I stream most weekdays except for Wednesday. Um, And then if you want to follow my food Instagram, if you would like to be hungry, um, I have the link for that on my Twitch page, but it's uh, amyfritter.eats. Um, Or you can just, you know, send me a message. I will DM it to you because I love sharing it. Um, But I'm also on Twitter at princess underscore goose three. So those are the places that you can find me.
2: And thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was such a Mm -hmm. pleasure to have you on and to learn about you and what you do and to talk about destiny and video games and PlayStation. And uh, we had an absolute blast. Mm -hmm. And Shadow Price. Where can we learn more about you?
1: Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79 and also here on the Destiny Show podcast.
2: Awesome. And you can find the Destiny Show podcast on all major podcasting platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Podbean, and every major platform. We are also on the web at www.destinyshow.com. You can also find us on Twitter at The Destiny Show, and you can find us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on twitch.tv forward slash The Destiny Show. You can also find me at omgcornholio on my personal Twitter account. And Guardians, we had such a blast tonight next week make sure to tune in we have critical 8 on the show with a very special guest host jarv so make sure to tune in next week for that and we are so close to september we're going to have an exciting lineup of guests this fall that we cannot wait to announce so guardians make sure to stay tuned to the destiny show and thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Destiny Show Podcast, and we'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone.
3: Bye. Listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.
1: Should introduce myself. Um,
2: I'm Corin Black, a humble half demon, and folks around Baltimore call me the Devil's Runt.
1: Here we go. Finally
2: moving again.
0: Feel about you know
3: devil's blood don't make you a devil
1: under the shroud fantasy noir and horror from baltimore's sin-soaked streets find creator ian humphrey on twitter at fictional ian
0: save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app